If you didn't know it until now, you are the Common Sense Nation. And this is Radio Free Almond. Good morning, you bunch of drunks. Good, 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 good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. It is somewhat of a wet one out there, but it's not going to prevent old Ryan from getting the lake, right? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, it will not. Nothing stops anyone when it comes to Radio Free Alm and all those involved. Last night, beautiful, wonderful, happy hour. Here at Gaslight, all of you uh, turning out. It was a, it was a big night, buddy. It was a great night, and so glad to see everybody. So glad to pick up the energy. Some folks who maybe used to come out for some of the events that I had at the Dinosaur Radio Station came out, and then some brand new people who actually I had not really seen in many social settings when we had an Almond event, and so uh, lots of new friends, lots of old friends, and it was a wonderful night. Met uh, Ryan's parents. Yes. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Dr. Naputi was here, and just everybody. I put some pictures up on the Facebook page. Oh, I forgot to put the I forgot to put the panoramic. I did. I did a nice little panoramic. Yeah, I saw you doing shot. that. Uh, I but but I forgot to. How did how did I forget to put that up on Facebook? Well, I'll I'll pop it up there. It's okay. But thank you all for coming out. And those who couldn't make it, thank you for chiming in on the Facebook Live that we did from here, which was pretty rocking. Right? Some people just couldn't be here, but they yeah. managed to get us get with us in spirit. Absolutely. So it was really a nice event, and we'll talk more of that as the uh, morning goes on. While you were sleeping, some dude came in uh, to Trump National in Doral and shot the place up. He was firing shots, waving an American flag, and yelling and spewing some 
stuff about Donald Trump. And police came in and popped him. And he's not dead or anything, but they, they stopped him. So uh, Doral's right there. It's a golf and spa right northwest Miami-Dade. And it was uh, happened about 1.30 in the morning. So while you all were sleeping, this guy was wandering in. We don't really know much more about him, but no one except him was hurt, which is kind of the way we like things. And the officers didn't hesitate for one second to take him on and take him out. So he was uh, really he was up on a gurney, and he was fine when they were taking him to the ambulance. But uh, identity, condition not exactly known, but he had an American flag that he draped over the counter of some sort, and we don't know exactly what exactly he was saying. And so they're now dealing with this. And so that was a pretty interesting little event there. Yeah, yeah. saw that on the headline when I woke up. I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty pretty amazing what... Uh, but apparently, I mean, miraculously, nobody hurt. So that was good. Also, yesterday, we had kind of the fallout from that dude speaking of President Trump and talking about him. And this guy who is being portrayed as the Trump supporter du jour, he's kind of the emblem, the now the poster boy for Trump support, who was yelling in the restaurant for everybody to be, for, to, to speak English. It was kind of, it was pretty embarrassing, this guy. I don't know, I don't know whether the guy was on something or what the deal was, but he was just... It was not the kind of thing that normally we would uh, we would be appreciating. Here, I mean, you want to hear me? He's so your staff yeah. is speaking Spanish to customers when they no, should be speaking. I mean, sometimes they do. This is Midtown Manhattan, so he's at this restaurant and he's unhappy that people are speaking Spanish to each other. This is almost like it's the it's almost like the quintessential stereotype of what a left winger thinks of a person who is a Trump supporter, and which is why it's so disappointing, because it's like, dude, really? I, do you have to basically fulfill every stereotype, every negative image of someone who supports Trump or someone who just wants some reasonable restrictions on illegal immigration? I mean, do you have to go there? Every person I listen to, he's spoken, he's spoken, she's speaking in... One of the things he talked about was he said, this is America, and they're speaking these languages. And people said, yeah, that's right. And I happen to agree with that person. It, yeah, this, that, that's kind of what oftentimes we're about is we are America. You don't have to speak English any more than the Italians when they came here had to speak Italian, any more than the Germans who came here had to speak German. It's within your community. Oftentimes, that does happen. I mean, we were right here on the hill, right, where there is a huge degree of reverence for the Italian heritage. And back in the old days, individuals were living here on the hill together, and oftentimes going into a grocery store and speaking Italian. Yes, they were assimilating, and I don't think there's any there's any doubt that we know of whether or not these people are assimilating. But clearly, between each other, they can speak the English language. I mean, I you know, I know that there are the people who are like, why do I have to press one for English and press two for? <laughs> I don't know, really, to tell you the <laughs> truth, because because I would assume that if you are here as an immigrant, you would want to adapt more to the culture. So, for instance, like when you're doing banking and things, I would think that yeah, 
I would think speaking, I don't, I don't think that we, like, for instance, I don't have to speak, I don't have to give you a Spanish version of Radio Free Almond, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And if you, you want to listen to Radio Free Almond and you happen to be from another country, then you better learn English because I'm not giving you an option to press one for Radio Free Almond in English, press two for Radio Free Almond in Although I wish we now we could, you, yeah, now but but, but, but here's the deal, though. But what happens is, though, you want to be able to give an incentive to yes. people to assimilate. So I, I understand that point of view. But this guy's not talking about that. He's, he's, he's fucked up. He's very ignorant, and he shouldn't be allowed. I will be following up, and my guess is they're not documented. So my guess is they're not documented. It's like, okay, dude. Do, do you really have to do this to us? Because right right now you're doing this to us because you're a Midtown Manhattan lawyer who is actually well known as a supporter of the Republican Party and a supporter of President Trump and blah 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 blah. But you're the you're the wrong guy for the job. Out of my country. If they have the vote to come here and live off of my money, I pay for their welfare. I pay for their ability to be here. So he's assuming automatically they're on welfare. Yeah. It's like, did this guy just read a, a, a book about how to be a jackass? <laughs> oh, my God. So he's thinking, you know, Now, welfare? such an ignorant ass. you running a place in Midtown Manhattan, your staff should be speaking English, not Spanish. Because the people like you are naked. Keep in mind, they were speaking Spanish to each other. Right. They weren't speaking Spanish to him. <laughs> Honey, I'm calling ice. I'm calling ice. ice. <laughs> I think this, here's the thing. If I didn't know any better, I would think this guy were a, was a left winger trying to make right wingers. But, but, but it turns out he has a name and he has a social media profile. And unfortunately, he's a he's yeah, he's because you couldn't you know, you know how like when when McCain and Palin were running against Obama for the first time. People went to like McCain Palin rallies, bringing monkeys with them, oh, right? Yeah. Like pet, like stuffed yeah. monkeys. And these guys were just—it was just a setup job to make people who supported McCain and Palin yeah. look like they were racist. Right. So people would show up, and they would basically be just fake stunters, and they'd carry like a monkey with them. And look, I'm, I'm right. I love McCain and Palin. Look at this monkey. It's like, and oh that no. That way they can take the pictures and it's my Obama monkey. It's like, oh really, dude? So, they, but but it made people look bad. Yeah. And so, yeah. But this guy but that's apparently not the is the real deal. He's calling ice. <laughs> so that they can see Maybe you shouldn't like eat that sandwich off. today. Take a break from the food. So he. So then he makes fun of this chick. Apparently, he has a sandwich. Oh. And is and no. he's yelling at her over her. I mean, it was just. Does this have to I have to think, when you showed me this video yesterday, the guy just was having, it was like one of those days he was just having a really bad day. Well, the problem is they have video of him at one of these rallies, and he's wearing a Make America Great Again hat and everything. (laughs) He just had to have been having a horrible day. Well, I don't know. The Attorney General This is him. He's standing with an American flag and a Make America Great Again hat. And it's just like, oh, dude. You know, so these, unfortunately, what these guys do, and he doesn't seem like he's all that stable. You know, and, 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 and there are a lot of unstable people who support candidates. I get that. So. 
fortunately, I, I watched, I kind of tracked the whole news thing. And fortunately, I think they, they, the news media tended to cover this thing, but not like it was the end of the world. So I have to give them, I think they were too busy still hyper-focusing on President Trump calling MS-13 gang members illegal immigrants uh, and criminal illegals animals. So that, that, that became an obsession yesterday, oh, yeah. so much so that Nancy Pelosi chimed in on the matter. And you uh, haven't lived until you've heard uh, Nancy Pelosi talk about uh, this whole thing yesterday, and we'll we'll deal with that. Also going to uh, deal with the O'Fallon situation I told you about yesterday, which has gotten even more tense. And what they wound up doing is having one of these meetings, and the school board member had to sit there while all these people t- took to the podium to berate him. And they're trying to run him out because he dared question the choice of a book that was being read to young people. I told you about this yesterday. But this is what the social justice crowd is all about. This is kind of what they do. They don't want to debate about anything. They don't want you to, to, to chime in and say anything negative about what track that they're on. And if you do, then they decide they're going to call you a racist. They're going to have big hearings and school board meetings. And you're going to have to be subjected to the public whipping at the hands of them. We've all been through it, not all of us, but you've seen how we've been through this lately with me, but then you also are seeing this guy who is being just, I have the video and audio for you, and we'll we'll play that as well. Also, got to tell you, so you guys made it home okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, good, okay. Last night? Yeah. So I, it was about 10 o'clock. It was close to 10. Okay. And I'm here still, and I'm getting everything you know, I'm just, you know, just tying up loose ends. So okay. To speak. Yeah. Tipping the weight, tipping the bartenders, you know, and taking care of business that way. And so, and by the way, the bartenders here did a great job, Matt. They they were like awesome because we were slammed, and it's kind of like, and they timed it perfectly because at one point when when it was about four thirty. And Tim, the bartender, was really working super hard. <laughs> and I was thinking, kind of like when in Jaws, when they say, you're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, they're going to need another bartender. But, of course, JB already anticipated that. So he tracked it. And then, then when it started piling in, more people came in. He added somebody else. And so that worked out pretty well. But anyway, they did a great job. So anyway, I was just tying up some loose ends. I was out, out at the... Uh, the car and made a couple phone calls and I was starving because I hadn't eaten since about 1030 in the morning and I was absolutely starving, famished. (laughs) You were withering away. I I mean, I was, I finally, and I said, okay, because I knew a couple people who were going over to Ragazzi's and I thought, I'll just call over there and get something to take out. And this is how cool, by the way, Ragazzi's is. So I call, it's, it's about 5 to 10. I mean, it's about right before they're closing. And they're so nice on the phone. And I, I got to tell you, that's what I love about this place, the places down here on the hill as well. The people yeah. who work at the restaurants and everything else are just so amazing and, and accommodating. And they didn't know me from Adam. I mean, I was calling them on the phone. Sure. You know? And so it wasn't just because I happened to be – in radio or whatever, they right. knew, knew who I was. It was them just being their normal selves. And so I called up and I said, what time is your kitchen closed? And he said, yeah, we're, we're you know, like, like at 10 o'clock. And so I wanted to get a, uh, I wanted to see if I could get a margarita pizza to go 
and a some artichoke, whatever they are, you know. So, or artichoke fritters or something like that. So I, he said, yeah, you, we'll, we'll make it for you. We might, the doors might be locked. So if they are, just knock on the window. This, this guy's telling a complete stranger <laughs> that they'll make it for me and let me in. So I go in, and they are um, they're as nice as can be because somebody was actually leaving, so I was able to walk in myself without knocking on the window. Okay. So I get my food, and I take it out, and I get in the car. And these guys were just really nice. The pizza was still in the oven, so they said, here, have a beer just while you're chilling. It's fine. And so I get the, get the food, I take it to the car, and I'm starving to death. It's okay? <laughs> so I still can't actually feel anything in my mouth because I said, you know, I'm just going to eat a piece of pizza before I take off here. You know, one piece of pizza. Because I was starving. <laughs> okay? I was okay. starving. I'm totally I had to you. eat this pizza. So I eat I take a bite of the pizza. I'm like, <laughs> you know, it burns my entire <laughs> mouth. But as I told you, I'm starving. So I'm eating this no matter what. Okay. Oh so I actually kind of, here's what I did. I opened the box up even more and then boosted up the air conditioner. No. So I could cool the food down. Cause I was eating this piece of pizza before I drove. <laughs> I mean, I was going to eat this pizza. I can't pizza. imagine what your car smelled like. <laughs> I know. So, uh, but the pizza was, I mean, this was a good pizza. I'm telling you. I bet but, it but I was. Like, but I was like, I am eating this piece of pizza before I start to drive home because I am, as, you, as I pointed out already, Bandished. starving. Okay. And I, I'm not really starving. I know people, there are many people starving in the world, and you're not starving. I get it. But anyway. In your mind. No, I'm st- in my mind, I am a Biafra baby <laughs> in a Sally Struthers documentary, you know, where the guys are standing there oh, filming yeah. the kids but not giving them a sandwich. <laughs> so I am starving to death, and I have to eat this. So finally it does cool down a little bit because I'm holding – at that point I'm holding the pizza that I had half taken a bite of that burned my mouth. I'm holding it in front of the vent at that point. I'm going, okay, I'm going to eat this thing. <laughs> finally it does – it. It cools down enough, so I eat it. And then I'm like, I'm going to have another piece of pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Because keep in mind, I'm starving. Yeah, I know. I get it. And so by that time, then, the pizza is considerably cooled down. So I have another piece of pizza. Are you driving yet? No, no, no. I'm sitting sitting right outside of Ragazzi's. (laughs) Have another piece of pizza. Then I'm like... I'm going to have another piece of pizza. And I'm telling you, I ate the entire pizza. It was a small pizza. But I ate the entire pizza before I even thought about driving home. How long are we talking here? Um, Ten minutes. Oh, <laughs> That's post your mouth. And, and I didn't even have anything. I didn't even have any like, water or anything. I didn't have anything to, to wash. I just was like eating it. I didn't have anything to drink with it or anything. This is the life you live. So, uh, so I eat this. I'm eating. I ate the whole darn thing, and it was pretty. I mean, for a small pizza, it was still a pizza, you know. And so I ate the whole. I was like, "Wow, I ate the whole thing." And then I had a bunch of text messages and that kind of thing that I had to respond to. So I just sat there, and I was, I was, um, 
re- returning some texts and that kind of eating, thing. Texting. Well, I finished. No, oh, I done. no no no. I wasn't gonna. The pizza eating wasn't gonna <laughs> be. There was nothing that I was doing in between the pizza eating, except for I listened to the post game show. I was listening to the post game show on KMOX, which, by the way, that radio that is so boring. It is unbelievably boring. And I'm seeing to myself while I'm eating the pizza, listening to these commercials and stuff like that. I'm going, do these people know, like, nobody is listening to this and paying attention to what they're doing? I mean, do they have any remote idea that what's hissing out of my radio, this AM... <laughs> it does have a It's unbelievable. Oh, it's, it's impossible to listen to. By the way... Do you see FM radio faces government switch off as digital listening passes the fifty percent milestone? Anyway, I don't get I don't want to just get too distracted from this story. So I'm 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 listening to this thing and 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 whatever reason the, the the radio seems to be just this wall of hissing sound and people giving us the weather update. The weather to the the weather this weekend, a high of fifty degrees and low it's like, oh you know. Don't forget traffic and weather together in the middle of the middle of it. Like, oh. So, at that, but I'm still, I wanted to hear like post game stuff. Sure. I want to hear what the, the, the sports, whatever yeah. they're doing. So, I'm listening in the end and then typing and doing my thing. I just finished the pizza and I wasn't like thirsty, I didn't, you know, anything. And so, I'm listening, typing, and the next thing I know. Uh oh. There, somebody is knocking on my window. Now, do you jump? No, because I'm sleeping. Stop. I'm not kidding you. So I wake up to a lovely guy from the St. Louis City Fire Department (laughs) who has, there's a fire truck in front of me and an ambulance in the back of me with all their lights on and everything else. And this guy's knocking on my passenger. Is side your of my car door. running? Yes. Jamie. Well, I think, you know, what happened, I think it turned off while I was sleeping. You know what I mean? So it, at the one time it was on, but I think while I slept, which I, to tell you the truth was one of the best naps I ever took in my lifetime. It just You're seemed, in a food coma. It was so, <laughs> well, whatever, I know. I was wondering, I was wondering if like somebody slipped, like a, uh, pulled a Bill Cosby on me and slipped it in the pizza. <laughs> Put the date rape drug in my, in my Ragazzi's pizza. No. But I'm sitting there, so I, uh, the guys, I roll down my window, and I'm still like in this state of like, I don't know what's going on. And I think they thought I was maybe drunk or something, you know? Yes. You think they did? Oh, yes. (laughs) And I wasn't, so thankfully. But I I, I wasn't. Um, I had had a couple drinks here, obviously. And so, but I wasn't, I was totally, you know, it had been a really long day, okay? So, you know, I get up about 4.30 in the morning, a little bit before 4.30, and, and I'm, you know, and I'm pumping all day long. I had to run and get all the... RFA gear that we were going to sell. I just had to do all kinds of stuff just to just to make things happen yesterday. So I didn't get a chance to normally. Sometimes I'll take a car nap or something yeah. like a 30-minute, whatever. 
didn't have a chance to do that at all yesterday. And also worked out and did all that kind of stuff. So I, uh, the guy's like, it's a, and it's a, it's a paramedic. It's like a guy, whoever is the guy. And they were really nice people, you know. And he said, um, he said, did you have anything to drink tonight? I said, yeah, a couple, couple of things. He goes, uh, where are you? I said, I'm on the hill. What year is it? 2018. Who's the president? Donald Trump. So I think they were trying to think. They thought maybe I was like just you know passed out from yeah. whatever whatever it is, and and it really was just me. Just first of all, I think KMOX put me to sleep. <laughs> you could think the pizza KMOX put me that. the pizza put me to sleep, and I don't know. Heaven knows, I was just responding to text. I think I probably just like put my head back on my bing, and so at that point though, I because I had said I had something to drink that night. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to let me drive away. Okay. So I had to call Andrea to come and get pick me up. And and because they well, the police weren't even involved and they sure. were like we know you're not in time but but because you said what you said which was you did have something to drink, we can't really let you drive the car. Now do uh, they know who you like not saying like in like the do they know who you are? I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, they didn't say anything like that to indicate that. So I don't know. I had my Radio Free Omen <laughs> hat on. Representing. Yeah. I mean, I was right there. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, uh, they, so they weren't going to let me, they weren't going to let me drive home. So they were like, you know, you got to, we, we, it just would, we've already been, we're, we're they, they kind of, I think they said like, uh, we're on tape or, we're being, we've already radioed, so we really can't. If you say that, then we yeah. really can't. So they, they didn't, they didn't want to, they didn't try to, you know, breathalyze right. me or do anything of that nature. You know, they were just very, they knew I wasn't intoxicated. I mean, I, they could tell that I wasn't intoxicated, but that I had been sleeping. Now, first of all, that area there probably isn't the safest place to just be sleeping in your car. It's pretty safe down here, right, Matt? But, but it's, but it's generally, when everything is closed, it's probably not the wisest thing to do is be yeah. parked on a side street sleeping in your car. So that, that was the bad, you know. So anyway. Um, I'm waiting for the Andrea part at this So point. she comes. Well, I, t- I told her what the situation was. And, and clearly, I w- had, I been, had it been a different situation, of course, it's never happened before anyway. I've never had any issue like that or any ordeal. I've never been arrested for sure. drinking, whatever. So I've never, that's never happened to me. So it wasn't like, you know, another phone call to <laughs> yeah. home, you know, come pick me up. Yeah. Um, so, but, but they were very nice because they said, you know, we just can't, we can't let you go, you know. And I understood that. I wasn't, sure. I mean, they were, and they were really nice people. These were, these were nice. And so I called Andrea, she came and got me and they, they, and, and then once she came and got me and they left, I just had her drive around the block. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got back in my car and drove away. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I just have to know because Andrea is great. I'm just wondering what was Andrea's response to this. She wasn't. I mean, I think I explained to her what yeah. the situation was, so it wasn't like it was a you know she'd been out. He was up and yeah. doing some work, so it wasn't like it was a panic. Yeah, it wasn't panic. like oh my god. No, I told her what was going on, and and I and plus I was so sober. I mean, I was I was yeah. as, I was I was absolutely just sharp as attack. I mean, it wasn't, I just explained, I go, they're, they're, they're technically not going to let me go. 
And so I, I have to, you know, if you can just come by. And we don't live very far from here anyway. Right. So I was like, okay. And so I, I but I did have her just drive around the block. Hilarious. And then I came. Then you I came back once, to your once pizza it was, smelly. Yeah. <laughs> once it was all clear and, and there were no other uh, emergency responders around, I just popped in my car and. You showed them. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't out of any disrespect. I just there was not a chance I wasn't going to have that car in my possession at some point. Your French speaking car. <laughs> yeah, my French speaking car. <laughs> Did you you are you are sleeping? It didn't tell me that lazy no. French. They are typically lazy. They didn't wake me up, but I figured that that ultimately that it was the pizza, it was the day, and it was KMOX that put me to sleep. Ultimately, KMOX. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah, it let's was like pin that. this. Traffic and weather together. <laughs> Nipuri says, Andrea's a saint. My wife would have made me walk home. <laughs> <laughs> well, had she not been up, it would have been a problem. Oh, yeah. That would have been that would have been an, an issue. Our wives picked us. Yeah, would have picked us. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, but Eric. still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jody, no, she's a yeah. I could tell. I I wouldn't mess with Jody. No, I, I wouldn't do that. Ooh. No, no, no. Um, but anyway, that was the story. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I was hungry, man. <laughs> I really, I had to have that. I had to eat, and I couldn't believe I ate the entire pizza. <laughs> I can't either. I mean, I'm not really much of a, I'm not really much of an eater. You're not. You know, I don't. I certainly don't eat a lot of junk. You know, but that pizza was good, man. Because when I go out to eat with you, I'm always like kind of stunned because like there I am, and people would look at our my statue, right, right. you know, and like, well, he's. I mean, Jamie's clearly going to eat them, and you generally don't eat a lot. Well, I don't normally, if I do eat, I don't normally starve myself and then eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, binge. But this, this had been a full, like, 12 hours since I had any it's a long day. Any semblance of food. So I was hungry. And, and Ragazzi's was great. And I think somebody <laughs> must have thought I was dead. Because oh, they called definitely. They called him. <laughs> There's a guy in a French-speaking Malibu with an RFA hat. Yeah, right. I think he may be dead. <laughs> and police were not remotely interested in my situation, obviously, because they weren't there. Because they, they have too much to do to bother with some goofball who <laughs> ate, too much, ate pizza. too much pizza and listened to too much KMOX. <laughs> the average KMOX <laughs> listener. It's like, oh, crazy. Wow. Yeah, so... Uh, then I, then I, I finally did get to sleep because, but I have to tell you though, that was a good ass nap right there. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I mean, I, when I woke up, I was very refreshed. (laughs) That's when, you know, it was a good nap. When I woke up to the guy knocking on my window, I was like, I, at first I was, the first thing that came to my mind was, man, that was a great nap. I just can't believe how, how I Fell. It was great. Was I was dreaming? I was dreaming about a pizza and being at Ragazzi's. Knocking. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, buddy. Yep, 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 yep. Well, I'm glad to have you here. Yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 I was. You know, I was good. Okay. I, I was. That, that surprised me because that's actually never happened to me before. But to tell you the truth, and, and you probably feel this way too, 
But I'm I'm working harder now yes. than I've than yes. I've ever worked in my life, which is great because I think God designed it this way. Yes. And so I, I'm actually busier now than I've ever been <laughs> doing. A, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's been crazy, yeah. but, but it's been been a great kind of crazy. But I've actually never been in a situation where I've literally just had to be woken up by a paramedic. <laughs> And you know you're busy. <laughs> That's when you know you're busy. <laughs> but yeah, and, and it was funny the questions he asked me though, because I was like locked down. You know, of course I knew what year it was. Of course I knew where I was. Of course That's I knew who's president. Actually, he probably had no idea yeah. how much I knew <laughs> yeah. in advance that President Trump was the president. Because... Yeah, you're like, ask me who this cabinet member <laughs> yeah, right, is. Exactly, yeah, right, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that too. Ask me what he said the other day about the MS-13 guys. I'll tell you that also. But anyway, they were really nice, and thank you to the uh, St. Louis Fire Department, and you guys are you guys are awesome people, and I appreciate you guys um, in more ways than you know. But they were they were there, and they were very nice people, yeah. and it's really uh, was fantastic. I mean, it's a great story, and to they hang had on no to. idea who I was. I don't think they didn't <laughs> didn't say, "Aren't you the guy?" And I'm like. No, I don't. Good think they were. thing because let me tell you something. If that would have gone across like scanners, we have um, Jamie Allman is asleep, passed you'd out in his had, car. You'd have had post. You'd have been front page of Post Dispatch with an empty <laughs> pizza box. No, yeah. I, no the, you know what they would have done? They would have. They would have figured out a way to like superimpose my face on Eric Greitens' mugshot. <laughs> yeah. Like they like they did with 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 with, with the uh, post dispatch and doing the the half page of the of uh, the post dispatch where they I when when I just talked to Eric yesterday by the way and and he's doing fine and one of the things he said to me and I I'm, I'm able to share this because is I said congratulations on having those charges dropped it was it's amazing and he said yeah that was great but the better part of this is that they're not letting up on going after Kim Gardner. And, 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 and I absolutely believe that is true. And like when people congratulate me on coming back with the radio free almond brand, I say, yeah, that's great. But as I told the people here at our happy hour yesterday, I said, but the real satisfaction is going to be coming when we tell the people who kind of, surrounded this whole situation that we've had enough and that we're not putting up with their mob rule and their mob mentality and we have had enough and we're fighting back because that's part of the that's part of the parallel track that Radio Free Elman is running on. We're all with you and we're all making this all happen in terms of entertainment and information and all that kind of stuff and all at the same time on the side of it thanks to my awesome attorney, uh, uh, chasing these people up the hill. So so this doesn't happen to somebody else. Exactly. Because it's already happened to me, and it's in the past now, but we're going to make sure these people know that this isn't acceptable and we're not going to take it. We're not going to take it. Hey, check it out. Do we have a national anthem, my friend? Oh, my Should we gosh. do that? Hang tight. You know, I might have one here. Oh, do you really? I don't know. How did I? That's okay, man. Here, I got, I got it. Here, let me just let me do this here. Markation is here. Really? Literally, you will we're look, gonna have cases? With the, look what the cat dragged in. Here, hang on a second. Here, let me just. Make Our sure. last time he was here, 
Oh, that's not the national anthem. That's, I think that's the Costa Rican national anthem. Hang on. No, I'm. <laughs> I let you down on this. That actually was the Costa Rican. Why do I have the Costa Rica national anthem on my iTunes here? That would have sent that attorney in Manhattan. Speak English. I'm calling ICE. <laughs> this isn't Radio Free Alvin. Stop talking Spanish to each other. I'm calling ICE. You're not even. I'm paying you welfare. You would have told you you were on welfare. You know, you know, and you know what Case is going to do. Typical Trump supporter. Yeah. You, you, it's because of you guys that he talks like that. If he would just stop talking about it, he's, I'm looking. I'm looking at Mark through the glass. He's right now. warming up. He's warming up. He is. Here, hold on a second. I feel like I really let you down on this national anthem. It's okay. No, no, you didn't. You just let America down. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. No, here I find it. I got oh, hold on, hold on. I, I I'm not. I, people are gonna think I'm I'm butchering the national anthem, but I, I'm I'm not. I'm just trying to find a good one. Hi, and, I'm Kong. Hi, and Kong. I have taught many musicians and sound okay. engineers Thank how you. to make a living on YouTube. Good. This- I'm gonna skip this ad. How does that sound? All right. So why don't we go ahead and <laughs> why don't we go ahead and uh, this is Lady Gaga's national anthem from the Super Bowl, and she did a great job. She did. I I really like her. And she's got a great, fascinating history. But we'll go ahead with this national anthem. We will come back. Mark Kaysen will join us. And we're going to discuss with Mark a real gem that came from Nancy Pelosi yesterday as she talked about President Trump calling these animals animals and how then suddenly Pope Nancy comes out to talk about how horrible it was. So we're going to have see if Mark can defend her in any way, shape, or form uh, when He'll he's back. But it's also coming in, too, is Dave MacArthur. Dave MacArthur I talked to last night, formerly of MacArthur's Bakery, but really just a stand-up guy, great guy. We're going to catch up on uh, how Moose is doing, his son who was injured uh, in an IED explosion while serving our country, and also just talk to him in general about his – because he was telling me stories about how he – reacted to what happened to the almond in the morning and all that kind of stuff and had and really wanted to talk to Dr. Eric Deputy yeah. last night because the first thing he said Dr. Eric Deputy is thank you for supporting almond thank you for standing up for what was right because Dave MacArthur called a lot of these other folks to tell them even a month after I remember who you are so there were only like two of them but I remember who you you are. And, and so, but anyway, he was very impressed and had That's awesome. great things to say about Dr. Eric and you guys. And so uh, he's going to come in and we're just going to cool. talk more about that. I'll, I'll uh, uh, and then we'll have uh, Mark in right after this. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. To honor America and perform our national anthem, please welcome. Academy Award nominee and six-time Grammy winner, Lady Gaga. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early What so proudly we hail 
Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Almond Yow. But wasn't that a pretty amazing rendition of the national anthem from Lady Gaga? It was actually amazing. (laughs) She is, I just, I think she's great. And that was an amazing, I forgot all about that. That was the 2016 Super Bowl. And boy, did she belt that one out. I'm telling you, that was great. Look at it's you know we, I guess we got to get a theme for you or something, Mark Casey. We well, here I, I've got one for you. I got one for you. Uh-oh. I saw one. By the way, I saw one of your friends uh, shot up uh, the Trump Doral Golf Club uh, overnight. Okay, you could talk all you want. Just listen. 
Only Kaysen could bring the Russian national anthem in. And listen, let me tell you. Uh, I don't even. You know what? The thing is, I don't even know for sure whether that's the Russian anthem. <laughs> but, I, but I'm. But I'm assuming. Oh, it it's is the Russian. He, yeah, it's okay. the Russian yeah. anthem. Oh, that, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Oh. It's all Red, that collusion. Red mark is in. Yeah. No, hey, and, and and really, it's it's a conflicting time when you think about it because in in the old days, our guys loved the Russians. Now, well, you mean like in World War II? So we Soviet Union when when they were our allies? No, I mean in the fifties. You know when 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 the Rosenbergs were giving them information from the United. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, actually, that was that was during the Cold War. Yeah, and, and right. we that was part of the reason why we even put uh, in God we trust on the. Uh, yeah. On the paper money, we just wanted to intimidate the Soviets. Uh, I'm I'm not even sure we should probably take it off now. But <laughs> why? Well, what what does it need to be there for? Because God wants it there. <laughs> oh well, Amen. Yeah, because God God if, made if, the people who mint if our she currency. wants if she <laughs> wants it there, then it should be there. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah, right, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but no. It, it, but to your point, really quickly though, you know, back in the day, uh, Teddy Roosevelt suggested that in God we trust come off of the money because he felt like that was during the time when you had a lot of organized crime and you had a lot of people, and he felt like it was uh, beneath the U.S. to have this coinage in the hands of these dirty players, and actually he suggested maybe it come off of there for that reason, not because he didn't believe in God like Marquesan. Can you imagine? No, just I believe in the woman God. That's all. Oh, you do. No, no, so you didn't say that. No, nah, I changed the story. Everyone. <laughs> so he's look, getting closer. Yeah, he is. You yeah, can exactly. never tell. It changes. But look, you bring up Teddy Roosevelt, and you got Calvin Coolidge here. That's a, bu- that's a book mean, you gave. Yeah, me, I gave by the that way. to you. You know, what, but, you know what's on top of the uh, on top? Well, of, and James Madison. Is, well, but, you, know, you know what's on top of it is uh, we have resilience written by your friend Eric Greitens up there too. So, uh, yeah. so we have resilience. The Calvin Coolidge book and Lynn Cheney's James Madison, which is an awesome book, by the way, because yeah. Madison's my hero. Well, Madison is a hero, and and, and he's not he's know. not like Hamilton, your hero. No, he's, he's Madison's mine. No, they're both heroes. But Lynn Cheney, oh, please, you know that's that's a problem. I do have to say though, you know, I was listening to you this morning, and you know, I felt terrible for you last night with you know not having any food. You know, do you know? You don't it was in know. a food desert. Yeah. Like so, Michelle Obama calls it, a food desert. Yeah. So many years, for years, you know, when I came on that TV show, I mean, I always ate before I came on because I, I can't think if I don't have some food. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, that, that's, that's really difficult. I don't well, know how I, you... I, I can think if yeah. I don't have any food. I don't know so. how you can do that. But, 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 I, but, then, but then I start, then after a while, I start thinking about food. I so, would, yeah, nothing, but <laughs> nothing yeah. but eating a full pizza. Yeah. Now, since we're on the whole religion thing again, and God, I thought it, I thought your friend Nancy Pelosi really was very impressive yesterday when she came out. Uh, Pope Nancy, we call her, because because Nancy Pelosi always seems to find religion. Oh yeah, and then even when she does, we if you can track. Can you hear this? By the way, you don't have headphones. You just you don't want to mess up your hair. Is that what this is all about? Or? Not, you know, my headphones. I left them in the car. I had, didn't even think. Okay. Can he? Can you hear if I, I play this? Hear. Yeah. I, okay. 
It's Nancy Pelosi. So this is from her yesterday. Hold on, hold on. I need to get some volume here. Hang on, hang on, people. Just yeah. don't worry. But I, I mean, just, I know all the good things she's saying. Well, listen, listen to this. This is subject of immigration again. It reminds me that, and as I was talking about uh, the religious groups and how they're concerned about feeding the hungry and gospel of Matthew and the rest. Gospel of Matthew oh. and the rest. <laughs> you know, and all that mumbo jumbo and all that other mother jazz. You know, the gospel of Matthew and the rest. Who Look, he do and a do. Here's the great thing. It's not over yet, though. Okay. Oh, well, keep well, going. Well, no, I mean, look, this has been from the start a Christian country. Yes. From the very first day. Right. I mean, this is a Christian country. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there were maybe 80% Christian, maybe more originally, now down to maybe 65, 70%. You know, I mean, this is a Christian country. Yes, Mark. But. Beautifully, the Supreme Court, which, you know, we all argue about this all the time, but in the 1960s, 61, Engel versus Vitale, they said, sorry, guys, you know, you do your thing, that's fine, but not, we're not going to impose this on the rest of the country. And that's the beauty. I mean, this country has become phenomenal. And, and, you know, all the, the great Supreme Court decisions in the 60s that changed the United States. Thank God. Because the United States used to be the way you guys want it. it was, I mean, really. I mean, don't what forget. Are you, are you saying that we wanted slavery? I mean, what are you? Well, I'm not saying that you guys, that you two want slavery, but there's certainly people who say the founding principles of the United States, the, it was founded on slavery. So that's one of the, the principles. How, how, how was, we how got was, rid of that. The, and, you how know. are the founding principles of the United States founded on slavery? Fo- founded on slavery, founded on anti-women. I mean, this wait, 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 women how, couldn't even vote till 1990. No. What are we talking about? I mean, I, I, this I country understand was that. horrible. I, well, it was a it, terrible place. The country wasn't horrible. Oh, okay. It was just individuals who at the time – it, it, it were, we're living in their period of time. And, and, oh, and, and, well, and, well, I guess. I mean, yes. it, well, it's as simple as that. I mean, it's not like we have to just simply throw away everything the founding fathers did because some not of everything. them owned slaves. Not everything, no. And I, I don't, I don't get, the women not having the right to vote, well, it did take a kind of a, a long <laughs> time. I kind of find that pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, but, but still, uh, that doesn't still mean that the founding principles of this country are to be then tarnished or spit upon. Well, well I don't want to spit it. on them, but I mean, they were, they were pretty Pooped bad. On. Can't, can't we just be honest that we came out of a tradition right, but why, why that was really okay. pretty rotten. Right, but why are we talking about this right now? Well, I don't know. I'm sort of you keep I keep <laughs> looking at that picture of Michael no, Cohen and I, know, but, and, and I keep thinking about but, jail. But again, what, let me, let yeah. me ask you what what let me just ask you before we get back to sure. Nancy. What good does it do for someone of your ilk to come in and start reminding us about slavery? Slavery is over. Women vote. There's and a, what, there's a why legacy are you still of, talking about this? There's a legacy of slavery, which, <laughs> right. which no. unfortunately, I mean, we're fighting it, you know, all of us. We're not you fighting guys it. Are the fight's the well fight, over. Oh, uh, again, I, well, I, I, I could fill this place with black people that would tell you otherwise. 
and, that and, slavery and, still exists. That, that the legacy is, remains. Well, I mean, I think I think racism. That's correct. Still that's that's it. Uh, but 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 but, the, but it and women will tell you the same thing. But well, no, but I'm sorry. I thought racism was over because they took that statue out of Forest Park. Right. Yeah. Well, no. You know. I mean, I, I, know I thought that's when racism was going to be. That's what they were telling me that once you remove the Confederate statues, the and, and, and you get Robert E. Lee out of there, then things are fine. You right. guys told us things would be fine when that happened, and now you're going back on your promise. Well, that wasn't my part. But I'll tell you, the greatest statue of all, which I certainly believe in. And I know that that our president, I can't even say president. It just, yeah, it's horrible. You so can't say president. I mean, you know, that's right. Look, James Madison and 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 Hamilton and all these great people, Coolidge and Roosevelt. You're talking about all these great people, and then you bring, then you have to say the name, Donald the, the insane, Trump, president, the Donald insane Trump. name, Donald who's, who's Trump. Well, I'll never jail. say another yeah. prediction. You he'll made. go to jail. Not, and we're going to go visit them. It's going to be a. It's going to be so much fun, and we'll bring the the cameras and the okay. the, the recording. But at any rate, look the statue which I love. That's, that's where he said which, we should, they should take the van to go visit. Yeah, we're going to take the van and go visit Trump. It's going to be a. <laughs> it's going to be a buddy a, a buddy a ro- buddy road trip. Does somebody you know have a It'll van? Like, by the way, yeah. we'll get one. We'll get. Listen, our, one of our sponsors. You know, we're going to have sponsors. It'll be like one of crazy. those. Uh, but d- those. Like those those comp, those vans with the captain's chairs. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, but it'll be it'll be sort of a combination. It'll be like sort of like we'll have these the van. Maybe we'll need two vans by then. Will Who it knows? be carpeted? I, I don't know. But but it'll sort <laughs> of be like shade. a Thelma and Louise kind of trip. You know. Oh, that, 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 actually, that would be even better if it was <laughs> Thelma and Louise kind of trip. Yeah. I think they went off a cliff. Off at a the cliff end. at the end. Okay. <laughs> but here, let's get to the statue. The okay. great one. The the one that that advertises. That that we want the the hungry and 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 Statue the poor, liberty, yeah. you know, to yes. the, the yearning to 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 breathe free, you know, and it, legally, yeah, yeah. It doesn't say that in, anywhere on the statue, right, by but, the but, way. But but that, but but but, but, the but it also not, doesn't say, and it doesn't say in parentheses, "We'll take your animals." See, it doesn't say that. Okay, see, that's the problem with this man. That we've got. I mean, it's just well, take your animals. You know, what yeah, is that? he's because he you were talking about gang? it this morning. Because he, he called talking a about gang the, he talking about. Oh, oh right. no, no, he wasn't talking about that. He changes MS-13. his story every time. Listen, he never tells the truth. He changes the story every time you start. It, 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 one story, then it's another story. Now you know after he realized how much trouble he was in. Oh well, it was just MS thirteen. But when he said it, he said. That the immigrants are animals. No, he didn't. Well, play He's, the clip. He, oh, well, I, play we the clip. did play the clip, yeah. and it was in a and play the, woman, the original clip. The, woman, the original clip. You mean the one that that the news media didn't play, which contained the question about MS thirteen? Right. I mean, I, you know, I, I want to get back to Nancy Pelosi, but sure, first of go all, to, go ahead. The, people make a mistake in assuming that the Statue of Liberty is our Constitution, and it's not. I mean, the Statue of Liberty is fantastic. It was presented to us by a foreign country. It's just right? an advertisement, it. that's all. Well, it, well, it kind of is, yeah. but, it, but, it, but, it, but it doesn't set the, the rules of our nation. No. No. But it's an advertisement. Right, but I mean, people, like you and Jim Acosta, he, he, you know, the stat, when, when, when he was talking about getting a, a, some kind of uh, uh, reign on illegal immigration, and even to the point where he named countries right. that he wanted to limit immigration 
to, into the United States from these countries. Jim Acosta went up there and said, you know, doesn't the Statue of Liberty say? Yeah, yeah but you know what? The Constitution says oh, that the president has all the power in the world to keep people out of here if they do not serve this country's interests. Yeah. So the Statue of Liberty is great. I'm not, I'm not saying it's, it's, it's not worthwhile. It's a great gift. But, it yeah. does, it, but it's not our Constitution. People keep forgetting that. Yeah. Are, are they forgetting this? How about this one? I love this. I haven't heard you guys mention this since the day you started back on here, you know, and or ever. Well, you couldn't have said it before. Let's talk about Neil Gorsuch. Oh, oh God. Let's talk about Neil no, Gorsuch. You keep a great, a great Supreme Court justice picked by the moron. Uh, come on, let's give Rex Tillerson, you know. Neil Gorsuch is awesome. Neil Gorsuch okay. voted against Donald Trump on the travel vi- travel ban. He was the fifth vote that stopped the last attempt of this lunatic to 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 do crazy things. So even Neil Gorsuch, the man he put on the court, voted against him on the travel ban. So look, that you know, just, th- there all, are all decent they did was people. Ask him to go back and and, yeah, and revise they, it, right. and they did. Yeah, there are decent conservatives. In the world, yes, and and believe me, I you're see, among if, them. If you remember, <laughs> if you remember, you're talking to them. If you remember way back when we had, you know, when Gorsuch was put on the court, yes, I said to you, the man is a scholar, and I, I think it's a great pick. Now, unfortunately, you know, this lunatic has picked twelve judges for the the, the federal courts out of the 180, 179 that are that are out there, and so he's picked twelve. But we, we've stopped this now because when the election comes and he's done, okay. then, then there won't be any more picks. But, but So he's gotten 12 on the court. But here's the other thing. Who would pick a judge, which he did, who, in fact, he picked four. He could only find four, that were rated by the American Bar Association as unqualified. Who would pick one that was unqualified? No, he picked four. Why? We're Why up, would you do it? I was going to say what the great thing about Radio Free Almond is we're not up against a hard break ever, <laughs> but now we are. <laughs> yes. We uh, let him <clears throat> ramble. Yeah, well, you're, you're filibustering because you don't want us to get to Nancy Pelosi. Let's do Pelosi. Right it reminds me that, and as I was talking about uh, the religious groups and how they're concerned about feeding the hungry and the gospel of Matthew and the rest. I still can't get over the gospel of Matthew and the rest. And the rest. <laughs> yeah. You mean like two Corinthians? Oh, <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no. No, okay. you, you, okay. Gotta, you got okay. a lunatic up there who doesn't even know what the Bible but is. You know what, though? Americans. Two didn't, Corinthians. They, they didn't want, they didn't need a president who knew. Bible verses. Look, you brought this up. Well, I know, but. but, but, but okay, he, so. He never said Corinthians and whatnot and what? so and so. He Look, sh- he, Who knows he, what she believes or okay, knows? Because okay. I don't know any of that either. But, 31 yeah. million people in our country are food insecure. Food insecure. What is she? I mean, what? what? She, okay. she's a, I mean, I'm sorry. You know what? Nancy Pelosi is a dope. I, I mean, I, she really she is, is a bona fide dope. Yeah, I would love <laughs> to take you into, and others, oh. into to, uh, inner city schools right. okay. and see the food problems. I thought Michelle Obama resolved that yeah, already. Well, she, that. she didn't fix it. She was, oh. she was airdropping yeah. bags of yeah. carrots to everybody. Look, the kids, the kids have problems. Okay, in, well, in, you know what? No. It's too, it's too it's, bad that it, President Obama was so ineffective. 
he wasn't the, my guy. Oh, okay. Hillary okay. was. I, you know, I, that, Hillary would have fixed it. Well, but, but I've never heard it described as food insecure though. <laughs> it's like it's like a weird it's use a, of it's, words. It's, so it's like okay. gun safety. Legend. It's like she's George Orwell's stepsister. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she is raising so much money. Who are attracted to the political arena, uh, to government and public service, uh, that uh, we're all God's children. There's oh, we are, are we? Does she really believe we're all God's children? Except, I, I, I don't except know. for the ones in the womb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, I love how she's like so pro-life here. It's amazing. A spark here. of divinity in every person. There's a spark of divinity in every person. Unless, of course, you've established in your head that a fetus is in a person. Okay, then, then you look, could say, oh, there's, well, except reduced, for that thing living in that womb thing. We've reduced abortion from a million a year to 600,000, which is great. I mean, it's going down and it's going to keep going down just the way we're doing it. And, and here's – we could get it down so even Trump's further. Trump's doing a great job. If we would teach – Trump, please – if if it, he had nothing, believe me. This, oh, he's these cutting numbers, funding these numbers today. Aren't even, don't he's even include them. He's cutting funding today, Casey. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Look, he's not doing anything. Okay, because we, it'll all be changed when he's in jail. Right? Can you address yeah. though this issue, which is why people like Nancy Pelosi don't have any credibility when they talk about the divinity of every person? I can look at her, and I know she doesn't believe that. It drives me crazy because I know. That in order for her to accept the idea of vacuuming a human being out of a uterus, she has to declare that certain living things are not persons. And so that, that's how I guess she gets around the whole divinity of every person. Well, I, she really I, believe I, that. I, and I agree with you on this because, I mean, it's really terrible that, that all these people on the left, like me, don't tell the truth. Agreed. Because you know I tell the truth. At least you're right when you knock at off least this you're divinity in the anti God. Yeah, there's no divinity in anybody. I'm through with. That. I don't want to hear I, that stuff. But you know what? At yeah. least at least you're not trying to. Well, you know I won't. Yeah, at least you're just nihilistic enough to just not believe in anything <laughs> yeah. of any but, value. But but remember this. Remember this now. If I, you know, I always tell you about filling the studio with people. I could fill the studio with women who would all tell their stories about how horrible men are. Actually, I filled the studio with women last night that had no commentary like that whatsoever. Yeah. And if you were here, instead of doing that uh, teaching, instead of indoctrinating young right. people, you would have been able to enjoy that. Yeah. But but here's the, but here's my other point. I can't find. I wouldn't be able to get one person up here. I couldn't find a person if I went up and down the streets anywhere. Clayton here. Okay. And, I couldn't find one person who would say that they woke up in the morning and thought. Gee, I hope there are some abortions today. I, but, I, but that's not the There's argument. There's nobody that we know. who wants that. I understand that, which is why it's so important to be able to allow alternatives and push yes. for alternatives for no, women no. so they can choose no, that's a, life. That's a fake. That's a fake deal. We all know that. It's a fake. That's, wait, 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 that's wait, wait, trying wait. to put women in the back alleys no, again. No, it's not. Well, what? not by women, you guys. Not by you guys. Women want choices, and they want true choices. And those choices are, they want choices that will allow, because most women want to keep their babies, but simply do not have, first of all, the men aren't around anymore. Secondly, there are not educational opportunities. Thirdly, they're, 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 they're not stakeholders in our economy. All three of those things are being resolved with the great Donald J. Trump and his administration. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, can we continue the president. with Nancy Pelosi for a second? Every yeah. person 
on Earth, and that we all have to. So she knows that she's every person on Earth, because because somebody said, yeah, but you got to say on Earth because uh, might be some a on baby Mars. Really isn't on Earth yet. Well, there might but be actually, some I on Mars. I can argue that a baby is on Earth in the womb because the mom is on Earth. Yeah, I love this idea too. Mark always talks about walking like i could walk the streets oh, yeah, was, yeah. like he talks about himself in vans <laughs> i imagine this thing like this mark case is like walking everywhere driving everywhere in a van Picking talking people to people up. here it's, come it's, into this no street. it's better than that though because i have people i, I have people. people i have people who are out here doing this for us i mean there, there are people that, I mean, yes. we could call them right now. They're, they they interview on the in phone Jeff- in a van, in Jefferson the City or Jefferson County, all over. That lots of people. I know that. That, that it's not just me. It's okay. many. Yeah. By the way, that as okay, we respect her, so. the dignity and worth of every person, and as we recognize our. You notice how she actually thinks more of gang members in MS13 yes. than unborn babies. Do you understand that we're, who we're listening to here? I re- remember that every person, I mean, we could pull out the 14th Amendment, every person in this country has exactly the same rights. We don't call them animals. We don't treat them poorly. We don't do, you know, undocumented. It doesn't matter. Oh, no, they all have the exact same rights. Right, but every you know single we, one. Imagine that we, we don't call them anim- animals, but, you know, we could actually hijack your van. We could carjack you, take your van, go pick them up, and dump them across the border, which we don't do. It's probably an enterprise leasing van or something, because I don't have one. With that spark uh, of divinity within us. And so when the President of the United States says about undocumented immigrants, these aren't people, these are animals, you have to wonder, does he not believe in the spark of divinity? The dignity oh. and worth of every person. Yeah, that she, kills she, me. Again, she doesn't believe do that. that. It's yeah, so I, use it as I a wouldn't cry. do that. Yes. I wouldn't say that. I think that's that's horrible. I, well, I wouldn't do it. And, and it's funny how she talks about it's these. It's not as horrible as the president. But, how reverently she talks about these gang members. The dignity and worth of every person. You have to wonder, does he not believe? These aren't people. These are animals. Okay, so she should have said that these aren't people, because if you ask her, what about a baby, an unborn right. baby? Is that a person? She'll tell you it's not a person. Yeah. She won't I'll, call I'll it tell an you animal, I'll say the but same she'll thing. kill it. She'll call it a fetus or an yeah. Im- embryo. Uh, or a- okay, so it, look, you, you want to stop all that? You could stop it so fast. First of all, get rid of all this abstinence talk. And go to the kids. 15, 16, 17-year-old kids who are all sexually active. Just don't active. go to them in your van. Because no, that usually sexual. causes oh, problems. Listen, trust me. They're no, sexually they active. When's the last time you've been in a classroom? I know. So let me tell you, let me say this. What are they doing in your classroom? Yeah, I know. They, they talk. Vans. They tell. Okay. Sex so l- look, let me tell you something. If, if, if you tell kids... And, and and you're not going to get them to 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 do what I'm about Mark to Cason's say. Caligula, Caligula, one oh one. You can't you can't make kids do what I'm going to say. Okay, but you can at least say it and model it. Okay, and that is uh, respectful, monogamous relationships where people are honest and and trustworthy yes. to you know each other. Yeah. Okay, and 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 understand that you know. There's still kids, but and there's a lot of hormones flying, and they're going to be sexually active. But but the important thing is is say, look, what's really the key 
is to try to prevent pregnancy when you're not ready and you don't yeah, want it. Okay. And if you do Thank that you, Captain Obvious. and get this abstinence out of here, look, they, okay. they've done studies. It, it does no good. Okay, here's the deal. I, I, I don't even know. The reality is it does work. And it's, oh, it's you up, can't it's, believe it's, but that. But it's not up to schools to teach it. That's it's right. up to parents to teach it. And, and, and we do have to let you go because Dave MacArthur's on the way in. And can we all just agree on Nancy Pelosi? Oh, what a horrible woman. She, <laughs> well, she shouldn't Jack, say you things. you tell us how you really feel about she, Nancy I just Pelosi. did. She's I, a horrible I woman. I <laughs> she is a horrible woman. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not horrible. Even the Look, Democratic Party doesn't well, like Nancy yeah. Pelosi. Well, there, there you go. Before She's you an get, embarrassment. Before, before okay. you get me out of here, oh, what here about, you say the Democratic Party. How about this guy? He's a great guy. Yeah. He's a great so American. Here, there are three of us here yes. who think this man Eric is Wright. great. Eric a great Wright. American. Yeah, I, I, I love Eric. A lot. Have I always loved Eric? I mean, yes. That you've known. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've always loved Eric. I love and, the title of his book, Resilience, because that's what we're all about here. Look. And absolutely. And and this is one of the things. You teach kids resilience, forget abstinence. You teach kids resilience and you'll teach them something important. I listen resilience that's what I, instead of resistance. Yeah. Is well, what we ought to be teaching to, our children. But but kids. but let me say this about Eric. Why? You you guys tell me because you're talking about <laughs> you're talking about Democrats. Let's talk about Republicans. Because remember this. He's going to be impeached. No, he's not. No, well the Eric or Trump or who are you talking to now? Impeached but. doesn't mean removed. I know. I don't think he's going to be removed. But Eric Greitens? Yeah, I don't think Eric. No, will he's be not removed. going anywhere. Yeah, but 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 listen, the Republicans in the state of Missouri, if anybody impeaches him, it'll be that's who it'll be, not Democrats. Right. Okay. the The Republicans in this state despise him. I understand the that. man who the three of us yeah. respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They despise. Yes, because they're a bunch of hillbillies. I have heard you say it. that. Yes. And yeah. I, you know, you can call them names, and you know, but the problem is, it's the Republican Party that's going after right. him, and and. We've never been Republican Party hacks, yeah. ever. No, I never, and in fact, I, I said yesterday, if the Republican Party impeaches Eric Greitens, it's the end of the state Republican yes. Party. Yeah, they won't. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I've got thousands of people listening to the show right now. That's right. They will. They they w- won't go near the Republican Party if they w- wind up impeaching Eric Reitens. Yeah, I'm just let you know. Well, and they won't. I don't. I don't believe they'll remove him because the state Supreme Court has to deal with the the, the trial part, and they'll look at at law instead of insanity. And I hear all these you know people I was telling you about. They they tell me all what people are saying out in the streets. And, Where and, he goes with his yeah, van, the van. And, 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 and one of the things that, that the Republicans say is that he has has been he has been mean to them. He has called them names. He has called some he called some legislator a fat pig or something. Who did? The, Eric did. But the guy was a big fat pig, and you know, and and, and he. I don't remember that. At all. Yeah, well, it's it's a story. It's a, it's just, it's it's a story. Up, yeah. No, it, it's true. It's a van it's true. story. But, so this, and I won't even say the name. But the guy is the guy is really angry. They're all angry because Eric does not. They think respect him, respect them properly. He doesn't. But well, that's right. I mean, they, and, and no, they're so they, no, they're, they're not re, they're not respectful creatures down there. No, they're that, animals. Well, yeah, listen they're animals to you. Listen there. to you, <laughs> Mark. We, Mark, we do love you, and and the we do, and the the comments they love you too. It's a it's a love 
Well, that's why we think that Mark would be perfect for at least, you know, and I know people are going to be. I know. Well, I, have a sh- I could do a show, too. But I think it would be interesting to have Mark do a show. I, you know what? We should have Mark and Dave MacArthur both do the show together. That's what we should do. <laughs> Nothing but would Mark, ever I think, get accomplished. <laughs> I, I, well, Dave MacArthur actually, I think he needs his own show. But <laughs> but but Mark, I, I do think, and and the and the Common Sense Nation might disagree, but I'll, I'll play a little Pontius Pilate with these individuals and ask them to be the judges of whether or not Mark Cation should have his very own hour on Radio Free Almond. I, I do believe he should. Yeah, the, the but problem, I will put it to the, the pro- people well, to the decide. Pro- the problem is this. Before it's over, they would end up agreeing oh. with me. Oh. No, no, <laughs> I know you think that. Look, Mark. there are many things that we share agreement on. Yes. Many there, things. There are. And, and, there the, you know, you can't agree on every last thing, but but there are so many things that you say that I agree completely. I mean, the the people that you talk about on the left who try to silence those on the right, yes, that's insanity. Yeah, it is. You know, it, and 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 it needs to stop. And it's 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 so wrong. Here, three guys right here. We we agree a hundred percent. We agree on Nancy yeah. Pelosi. Well, I mean, comment on my well, yeah, she woman. she doesn't believe in religion. I, you know, Jack, she's got to tell us how you really feel about Nancy. I Pelosi. just did. She's I, a horrible I, woman. So. <laughs> anyway, it, look, right, it's, okay. it's all good. Uh, one quick question before we get away. Yeah. Do you uh, is your are you wearing like a vanilla cologne or something? Because you, I, I mean, you smell good. But I'm just wondering, is it like a vanilla-based cologne, or what is, or is it a cologne, or is it like a some kind of cologne? Is it yeah. maybe vanilla? It's the case in cologne. You know, you know what it's called. His van you? smells of that cologne. Uh, uh, By the yeah. way, Mark is I lo- I do. Uh, you have to admit though that it's very cool. That I don't. I've never seen Mark. It's like kind of, he's almost Trumpian in this way. Uh, I've never seen Mark Cason without a tie on. I know he's always in a suit and tie. He makes me feel like a <laughs> bum, and and it should usually be the opposite. And way. I respect that. I mean, you you I've I think I saw you once, I do maybe too. in a ball game or something where you just had a shirt on. But Correct. generally, Mark is is always in a in a yeah. coat and tie. I like that. It's I a really business do. uniform. Yes, it is. And and the whole thing is 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 business. I mean. This is not socialism. This is capitalism. I know. Oh, I, know. I, I get yeah, it. I mean, you know, no, we get it. And Mark even said yeah. that he's got a guy, if he has a show, he's got a guy who will help sponsor a show, one of his suit guys, because he's got a suit guy. You've got a suit well, no, guy? No, 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 but, no, no, but you know guy. that we talked about this. He, he wants to sponsor your show, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, he will. Yeah. And, and In fact, I mean, look. It's the St. Louis Suit Company. Yeah, and and and, and as an example, that's where I get all my suits. Yeah, Is as it? an example, they're they're giving <laughs> yeah. they're giving uh, many like just this week forty five ties to a bunch of students and love stuff. it. That's cool. You know, it, yeah, yeah that's I mean, very cool. And, and 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 let me tell you, they they love you. Yeah, and what you know we do yeah. together. They love this stuff. Uh, it's not just one side or the other side. Oh, yeah. Most people out there are not. You know, one or the other. And, yeah, so the St. Louis Suit Company, they're going to do it. And I'll tell you, you know, just like, um, uh, you know, we talked about food. I mean, I, I have to have food. I can't, I can't think without some food. So does Jamie. So, so I, I go around. I've, I've got bagels that I bring <laughs> around with me from, from the, the, um, the bagel factory over on Olive, which is going to be one of your advertisers and mine. Yeah. Look, None of these people want to to advertise only one side. They want yeah. to get 
everybody well, they, because well, and they, it, they know they do. A and lot of times they agree more with you on a lot of things. Sure, they do. They're business, they're business owners. <laughs> 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 they, 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 want, they have they, actual bills. Hey, let me pay. tell you what they want. I'm not after they want audience. Of course, they want. And, well, they get audience. it here. That's for that's, sure. That's yeah. what they want. And listen, when you watch on the Facebook numbers, okay, the thousands yeah. of views. There's no question. You know, people can't say this, that, or the other. I heard you talking about how boring KMOX is this morning. They and they and they, yeah. Driving and weather together. It is. First of all, it is boring. Secondly, put me to sleep in my car last night. They're struggling because you know the regular radio is struggling. Not it that is. not that it doesn't no, have it is. listeners. It's it has struggling. listeners. But listen, re- let's remember this: it had listeners at the other station because of you. Yes, I mean that. See, that's the thing that 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 some of these idiots have lost sight of. Right. You built that station, and other people were on the air behind you. And I'm not saying anything bad about them, but you were the the person that built it. And you were the person that had the numbers that wiped out everybody in St. Louis talk radio. This, this is, is the no first get- thing you've said all morning that everyone will agree with yeah. you on. I mean, there's just, you know, so so why be foolish about this? I mean, they, well, they've done you it to themselves. That. Somebody else made that happen. You were you would you you just use the word build that and he's like the monster in a quiet place. Every time you say something like you didn't build that or you built that, he'll come and say you, you didn't, didn't build, build that. that. Yeah, Somebody I, else I know your made story. That but you built it, and and listen, you didn't build that. People Somebody should be recognized for what they accomplished. Abs- I b- totally believe that, and and you've been a big part of that. Thank you for I'm serious yeah. for all of our people out there who don't who still have issues with Mark. Keep in mind as you as you determine. Uh, the Mark Cason show on Radio Free Almond. Mark has been there with me from day one as a supporter of the brand, of what we do, everything else. So keep that in your mind yes. as you all vote amongst yourselves. And I'm not putting I'm not putting Donald in jail. He that's being done by Bob Mueller. So don't blame will. me. Nobody. I mean, will it's, be. it's not my fault. <laughs> nobody. I, you know. I, it, anyway. Anyway. Okay. Well, nice to see a two phone yeah. suit. Yeah, he's two man. phones, got a van, has bagels, smells like vanilla. I could see him running around like on the street <laughs> when he's when he's gathering people for whatever he's <laughs> gathering them for, because he always talks about how he's going to get a group of people together and bring them in here. Him walking around, you know how those guys walk around with a stick? They have a, they have a bag on their <laughs> stick. Yeah, <laughs> well, remember we did it. it with the black police officers. Yes, you know, we, did. we brought them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, and by the way, where so when you when you tell me when you text me that you're going to breakfast someplace, is that at the bagel factory? No. Oh, okay. Where is that? Well, actually, Tim Jones eats out there all the Who's time. Who's that? Too. Yeah, you're funny. What are you oh, talking? oh, Tim Jones. Okay, Tim, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim Jones. Okay, so, uh, but that's out of the the original Pancake House, not IHOP. The original Pancake House, which is sort of my office, which everybody knows. Uh, in in fact, that's where you know when I always tell you about what people say. Uh, People walking off the street and see me there, and they 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 comment on things that you know we're all sure, you know, yeah. doing, and and I can tell you, I mean, first of all, it's a great restaurant. Uh, original Pancake House is in Chesterfield and also uh, in Ladue. Yes, and like I say, it is my my office. Uh, they're not like some kind of a radical left wing group of people. In fact, uh, we never talked about this on the air, but they're they're a fabulous business because they take care of their 
employees in a way that is just beyond belief. I mean, forget minimum wage or anything. These, these employees never want to leave because they make so much money and they are so well taken care of because that's what you do in capitalism. You, don't need you take so care increase, of people, and right. then you don't have to worry about anything. Then you so don't have to worry about increasing minimum wage. So it's not like the Waffle House where the kitchen help is fighting each it, other in the it's, back of the It's kitchen. not like the <laughs> Waffle House. They don't shoot. They, okay. That's okay, right. Good. I just want to make sure that it's not yeah. that kind of place. Yeah, All and right, lots well. of conservatives eat there. Many. Oh, I love it, man. Yeah. All right, buddy. Okay. It's Mark Cation, You guys everybody. be good. All right, man. Okay. Good to see you. Happy weekend to you. Absolutely. Thanks for all your support. As always. As always. All right. See ya. See you, man. We'll see ya. Mark Kaysen. He does smell like vanilla. Though. He does smell of vanilla. It smells good. Yeah. It smells better than us. Sometimes he walks in here smelling like weed. It's like, dude. <laughs> David Carthur's on the way. Also, yeah. What's up, buddy? Look at him. He's coming in. Listen, he's listening to the show. Yeah. Radio Free Almond. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes, everybody. Very nice woman last night at the happy hour. I want to say she, her name is Jolene. I, I think her name is Jolene. I, I'm, 
I met a lot of very some new people last yeah. night as well, who I didn't haven't seen at the uh, past events and everything else. But she came with some requests on behalf of her husband for music and wanted to hear Little Feet because I'm I I I'm the only person in town who apparently plays Little Feet ever, and so she was very enthusiastic about that. And then also wanted us at one point to play if we did a national anthem because her husband likes it, is the Jimi Hendrix version of the National Anthem, which some people insinuate was somehow unpatriotic. But the reality is it was more about him being anti-war than it was anything else. He wasn't being anti-American. It was at Woodstock, right? Yeah, and, yeah. It, was, and it really was. I, it, to tell you the truth, I actually like that I version too. of the National Anthem. So she requested that. So at some point, maybe next week, we'll go ahead and, uh, and, and pop that on. In the meantime, uh, speaking of the happy hour... Thank you all for coming out. It was just a great time here at Gaslight, and the turnout was incredible. I put some pictures up there. Sharon Solomon, I stole some off your Twitter feed. Thank you very much for that, dear. And Mama Kay was going to send me a couple pictures, but Mama Kay, you never did, did you now? Did you now, Mama Kay? So we'll uh, maybe get some more pictures. I did a pan- panoramic that I'll put up. I put it up right before the show, so I really didn't have much of a of a chance to get to it. But by the way, want to double back real quickly before we get to Dave. Do you see that Jim Acosta is now? I mean, this, I I remember this guy. This guy is not necessarily a a well put together guy. He's not even that a good loon. of a reporter, no. you know. So he, he, how imagine he winds himself up on on, on Jimmy Kimmel's Elliot, show? The Trump administration from CNN. Please welcome Chief White House Correspondent Jim Acosta. <laughs> I love watching you bust their balls. I love it. I can't get enough of it. This guy, Jim Acosta, I mean, he is a nothing burger. Can you imagine there he is on Jimmy Kimmel's show? You know, I I wear it as a badge of honor. You You should wear it as a badge. I'm hated by the best people or the worst people. Are you their least favorite of all? Probably. Yeah. You know, as FDR once said, I welcome their hatred. Uh, I do. And, you know, listen, when I covered Barack Obama, I was just as tough on him. Oh, were you really? I'm just trying to figure out whether or not you really were as tough on him as you insinuate. Let's go back to, um, let's see. Oh, Obama's inauguration, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, Jim Acosta. You want to hear him? Go back in time. Just as hard on Barack Obama. And obviously this is uh, this is the moment that everybody is waiting for on Inauguration Day when the President and the First Lady step out of their limo and walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, you know, it, I, I feel I feel like I should pitch myself right now, Wolf. I can't believe I have this, uh, this vantage point of history in the making. So you're literally, what, about 15, 20 feet away from the President? I'm, I'm probably a good... Uh, I would say 50 yeah. feet away from the president right now. Well, oh wow! Well, very, don't be so close. don't be so hard on Barack Obama there, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord! He I felt, felt tingles thrill. up. Yeah, he did. He felt this <laughs> thrill. Thrill going up my ass. <laughs> Dave MacArthur, how you doing, buddy? Mr. Allman, great to be here. It's nice to not be in a cave for once. <laughs> I, I know it's pretty nice, pretty High airy. Ceiling, some lighting. I get it, man. man. And uh, Dave is a longtime friend of mine, and buddy. Uh, you are an amazing guy, one of the hardest working guys I've ever met in my life. Uh, raised a great son in the formulation of Moose MacArthur, who we'll talk to uh, about in just a second. But Dave was telling me a story last night, and he he specifically wanted. He goes, "Where is Doctor Naputi? Because I want to talk to Doctor Eric." 
uh, because what he wanted to do was, uh, and I'll kind of, I'll, I'll let you tell the story of what you told Dr. Eric, but as you all know, uh, Dr. Eric Naputi and his team and Ryan, actually, that's how I met Ryan is through uh, Dr. Eric. Yep. Uh, he has the guy is as tough as nails, and when it came time for this radio station to somehow decide they were going to pull the plug on your show, he was the first person to step out and say, you know what, you do that. And even in the run-up to it, he goes, you do this, I'm going. I- I'm telling you, I am leaving, okay? And so they did it, and guess what? Dr. Deputy, just like President Trump, kept his pledge and said, I'm out. And it was a major account. They told him a few things about why it happened that ultimately will come back to bite them. I can't discuss it right Right. now because we're in litigation over the whole thing. Uh, But one of the things, too, that happened is that that, that this didn't help that the staff then, uh, a couple weeks later or three weeks later or whatever, sent him a letter and said, I'm sorry, we can no longer send our people to your to Naputi Wellness anymore because of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, pound sand. Yeah, Let like, me, like Eric know. said. Eric's like, I've been treating these guys for years. For free. <laughs> yeah, most of them for, <laughs> for free. Most, most of them for free, right? Yeah, but they can't support <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. I won't give you free handouts <laughs> anymore. So Dr. Eric was oh. uh, here last night, and he brought a bunch of folks with him as well who, who love him. And he also brought with him a brand Brand new lamp, if you can notice in the background. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's the a leg lamp. Leg. I know. It kind of looks like your leg, Jamie. <laughs> the leg lamp. So I uh, wonder if think... you wear those underneath those jeans you got on. <laughs> you never know, buddy. Uh, anyway, so so Dave wanted to specifically talk to him, and Dave told me a little bit about what he did in the aftermath with at least one person. Because there really were only three people who left me. The mo- most of them, like Dr. Deputy, were wanting to support me even more Absolutely. and were doubling their ad buys and everything else. So one of the people that left was the Gelman team. Uh, and, and the other two, uh, Palm, didn't want to go. But the person managing their marketing immersed them in something they didn't want to be in. People don't really realize that Palm didn't want to get involved in this at all, but because she represented them, she made a unilateral decision to pull them out, and they didn't want to leave. And then Ruth's Chris, which was basically, I, 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 they, they paid me in gift certificates, so it wasn't a big account at all. But the Gelman team was, but they were going to be easily replaced by somebody else. And in fact, on Monday, before it all went down, I don't know whether you know this, but the Gelman team was saying, you know, we might want to come back. And we were at a point where we actually didn't even... You want to take him back, but you actually wrote. Is it okay to talk about how you wrote them a letter? Yeah, I don't you think you, I can sue me. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but you also told them though something that you weren't. You you respected them for getting back. to Right, you. exactly. Yeah, you know, I I what I did was I I didn't know the story on Palm and and the rest of them, but I during the controversy did not send out any emails to the the to the four that I read that had pulled the advertising. But I had, did send emails and phone calls to you know to the corporate uh, to the entities for the um, television and to radio stations as well as touch base with like uh, Jeff and those guys uh-huh. at, at the station and expressed you know my my feeling. But two weeks ago, I sent four emails out to uh, to the four that had you know said who that was they, the fourth one because I don't know who the uh, um, there was. It said Palm, uh, Chesterfield Fence and Deck. Oh yeah. I yeah. didn't know they. I didn't know they. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they what I, essentially what I my my letter essentially said, you know, I just wanted to uh, 
after the controversy is probably in their minds sort of tapered off, uh, remind them that myself as a conservative and an avid uh, Jamie Allman follower, um, I haven't forgot. I said, unlike most snowflakes that probably went for two, two days or maybe two weeks and followed the, uh, the storyline of the, you know, the, the, the politics and who were probably not even customers or didn't know who they were in the beginning, but were just you know, sheep following the sheep. And I said, um, I won't forget. Most like most Jamie Allman listeners won't forget. And I said, um, so I just want you to know that um, I remember, and I will always remember. And like most conservatives, I don't talk with my mouth. I talk with my heart, and my heart is tied to my wallet. I will never shop you. I will never recommend you. And I want you to know I'm like an old mule. I will remember. Signed, David MacArthur, my address, and my phone number, and I said, and here's my most unlike snowflakes, I don't imagine they put their phone number because they don't want you to follow up with right, them. Yeah, right. They're not even real. Yeah, they just, yeah right. <laughs> exactly. They just drive by. You know, yeah. I, I learned this, Jamie, back when, I was, when all the Fox News controversy was going on. People would send me emails signed Joe, Charlie, yeah. whatever. And I would sign them. And I'd send them back an email with my phone number and my address. And Fox News people would say, you're nuts. I said, no, no, I'm not nuts. I stand behind what I say. You want to come at me? Come on. Right, right. You know, and you just know. so you know, Ryan, uh, during the Romney campaign and everything else, Dave was a very uh, high, uh, ever-present fixture on Fox Business Channel and Fox News talking about what's at stake here for the economy, talking about cap and trade, talking okay. about regulation. So he was a... Basically, you were a, a, a. Oh, sure. You even were, weren't you? What didn't? Were, didn't you at one point? Weren't you part of a, the campaign? Uh, yeah, were, I was on a deal with um, with uh, Mike Huckabee. Yeah, right. Okay, and then, you know, up in Ohio, and yep. it was the thing with the, there was all three of the four political candidates, and that was the deal where with Romney, when I asked Romney the question about uh, with veterans, yeah. Romney teared, and I was then the front page poster boy for every left wing outlet across the world for being a left-wing Fox News plant. Well, this is where the story went. Mark Elman contacted me, and he very politely said, you know, Mr. MacArthur, I'm just wondering why you contacted me after all this time. And I said, because, again, I don't forget. And I said, you know, I just want you to know that I will remember this forever, unlike most snowflakes that contacted you and have moved on. And he said, but you don't understand. And I said, yes, I do understand. And he said, no. He said, I had over 900 contacts in two days, and I had to make a decision. from Most of them from, from out of fake, state or just yeah. fake, fake And I bot, said, I understand that that, that, that that happens. And he said, but I had to make a decision. I said, I, believe me, I understand. You made a decision, I feel, based on what you had to do for your company. You've got employees. You've got customers. And I understand that's a decision that you, you made. I respect the decision you made. I don't agree with it, but I respect it. He said, but what would you, you don't understand how to, I said, I do understand. I said, look, man, do a Google search. Search MacArthur, Romney, Huckabee. I said, I was threatened by the electrical workers union from Newark, New Jersey, to bring buses down and, and circle our facility till they put us out of business. I said, my brother and I had had a conversation, 
And we said every day we wake up, we are faced with more and more government regulations constantly from one direction or another. It's a tax, it's a regulation. And that time, Jamie, I got involved because of cap and trade. Yeah. And it was something constantly threatening, slowly taking our livelihood away from us. Because and we used, decided to fight. Right, Ryan, because they used either they, the, yes. the ovens and all the things at, at, at a bakery. Okay. It, 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 yeah. so, so the more product you make, the more gas you use. Yep. So Vans. How do you save? Deliveries. Yeah. You quit making product. Right. So you want me to save all kinds of energy? I'll shut down. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and, and I just want to add, for those that are listening that just may not know, because we do have a lot of new listeners into this yes. show. Dave, you are an icon here in the St. Louis community with MacArthur's Bakery. And that's past history. Yeah. No longer yeah. tied to that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the family oh, okay. business at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I am no longer associated with MacArthur's Bakery. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. But, so, but, so, but that's when I did get involved, back when the family was involved with that. And you had people threatening you and all kinds of stuff. So, so when Gelman was like, you don't understand what it's like to have this pressure, it's like, um, yes, excuse I do. me, but I do understand that because exactly. he got pounded. Exactly. Gotcha. And that's when, uh, when, the, when, I mean, I was Fox News, man. I was Fox News' poster boy for a week lead up and a week after. Because when that Fox News thing hit, Moose who had been told he wouldn't get his benefits for 10 months, the next mo- that Monday morning, suddenly from DAV got an announcement, his benefits had arrived. Okay, now be- be- before we do talk about Moose, yeah. tell us, so oh, now, Moose MacArthur is, is So that's son. why I was poster boy and yeah. all of this stuff. So, so now, so I told Mark, I said, yes, I have. This is the, what I've had. And I said, I have been faced with that controversy. I said, that, but the decision that we made was to fight and to stand up. We made a decision from our heart. Our heart it was where our decision was made, not tied to just a financial decision. Right. And that's the difference between the decision you made and the decision we made, is the way I feel about what your decision was. I can live with that. And I said, you know, I respect you for calling me. Prior to your call, I would, have, I would have told anyone, don't ever shop that person. Wow. Don't ever do anything with them. Now, I won't recommend you, but I won't downplay exactly. you. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay? And, 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 that's, and that's, a good, that's a good way, because, well, that, that's the, that's the way to do it. And we will have to agree Absolutely. to disagree. Right, right. And you know what? To me, that's the difference between conservatives and the left. Right. Because I didn't call him a no-good SOB. I didn't make up... All, because every time you get into this controversy right. with the left, it's a name-calling thing. I agreed to disagree. I disagree with his philosophy. I disagree with his decision. You know, I, I put on my Facebook page about, you know, with your, with your comment, I said, somehow, reflection upon Jamie's comment <laughs> of a, a cattle prod up someone's, you know, my, it said, my father used to threaten me about putting his foot up mine all the time. <laughs> and I never found that as a sexual thought. Well, yeah. and, and you know, <laughs> and, and aside from that, I didn't even, it wasn't even directed Direct, no. at, at David Hogg. It wasn't exactly. even, I didn't even tweet him or anything. It was, it was a, a figure of speech within the context right. of a bunch of other things we were talking about. And then what I was going to do the next day. So it wasn't even that. Oh, I, I love that That's you. That's what was so funny. I yeah. love that you wrote these people because I, I, I really do think it's important because I think a lot of these, unfortunately, and we talked about this the other day, conservatives tend to, 
we're not protesters. Right. So we're we not, typically, yeah. we're, we don't get loud and boisterous and hang signs. So we, as you said, vote with our money, kind of within our own personal families. And so what you said I thought was spot on. Or create something positive out right. of it and, and actually go and just develop something further like we did here. As, you know, and, and, and we just want to, we just decide we're going to be better and and that's right. that's what it's all about. And that's right? what we continually do. I mean, I, you know, mm. my life as it started now. God, Jamie, what? It's been 15 years ago. This cap and trade deal, almost. Yeah. Thing, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And and look at the progression. How that started, where the little cap and trade deal. I posted on the board. It hit Dana Lash's website. Mm. Boom! I'm all over 97.1. I'm on your show. I'm all over. Now I'm on Fox News. I'm on Glenn Beck. That built. And, you know, that whole conservative thing just built across the country. Right. I mean, I was on all of that. That's, and and the, that's what conservatives do from the heart. But, again, we don't, I don't know, you know, we don't beat people down. Yeah. And and sometimes it's almost to our detriment. Yeah, no, it is that we don't push it far enough. That's why you have to. Be, that's why you have to surgically strike. Which is why, for instance, yeah, I, I, I we created Radio Free Almond. We created an entirely new network. Uh, but much like when I had the discussion with Eric Wrightens yesterday, uh, and 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 I believe the same thing as he does with this particular thing we're doing here. It's great that we have moved on and are positive, but that doesn't mean we're going to let go. Right. For, uh, uh, we're going to we're going to unlock our teeth from the legs of these people who tried to make this all happen. And so when I said to Eric, I said, "Congratulations on those charges being dropped." He goes, "I'm happy about that. I'm happier that they're g- doubling back and going after Kim Gardner, and that's why I have made it a point on a number of different levels." parallel to what we're doing here to go after the people yeah. who made this all happen. It doesn't matter whether it's the representative, whether it's the company, whether it's the media, all three of them are going to get the hot poker. And, <laughs> and, 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 and I, because it's not out of retribution. It's out of sending a message that, you know what, this isn't acceptable and, and it, it doesn't help me now. But it'll help other people down the line. But it also helps us send a message to the people, and and so maybe they'll they'll think twice before they decide they're going to try to simply crush voices, yeah. remove voices, all that kind of stuff. You know, a story I'd like to tell because I told it last night, and you know I get emotional. Yeah, but reflecting, uh, a lot of the listeners that have been longtime listeners want to know about Moose. Yes. Okay, Moose is now currently. Uh, blessed with three children, seven-year-old, five-year-old. Moose is a Marine. And a one-and-a-half-year-old. Okay. Moose is my son. He was a Marine that we would had him on the program when yep. he was at 265 pounds. In one year, less than one year, he lost 100 pounds to join the Marine Corps. Went into wow. the Marine Corps, unbeknownst to us at the time, made special operations in the Marine Corps. Was out of the Marine Corps two years before we knew he had made special operations in the Marine Corps. He was out because he got hurt. Was in a severe blast, and and it it injured his brain. He is currently recovering still. He still suffers from a headache every second of his life. He still suffers from loss of vision and those things. But he is now down to about 205 pounds. 
He is in the police academy in Jefferson County. Nice. Awesome. Wants to be an officer. Doing great. Great. Okay, now, with that said, and because of your show, and because of the connections I made through the things that I got involved with, and I was telling people last night, all of the things that happened, as we talk about what conservatives do, and how you said we can't let go. When I was on that show with the Romney thing, and the follow-up, and Moose got his benefits, the next week, I was back in New York on the show with Huckabee, and I said, Boy, isn't it great. My son got his benefits. But what about the 70,000 other people who are in line? Because what had happened on there, and a lot of people didn't know, from the Purple Heart, from Desert Storm, original George Bush, to the time of Moose got hurt, March 13th of 2010, over 70,000 veterans had been been denied a Purple Heart because they did not bleed. 70% of all injury was a traumatic brain injury. Mm. They had been, if you didn't have Purple Heart, you couldn't get over 30% disability. So all of these people were essentially without benefits. They were killing themselves. They had no means for their family. I, watching Moose essentially destroy himself and watching what the government, what he was being forced to do, Wrote a letter to the Commandant of the Marine Corps, 11-page letter. 20 minutes later, because of what I, all of the people, the contacts that I had made, because of how I built it, originally starting with Mm -hmm, mm 97-1, got a letter back from the Commandant. Through that process, over a two-year period of time, they rewrote the rules for the Purple Heart. Wow. In February... Of 2012, they rewrote, they readdressed the rules of the Purple Heart, and 70 plus thousand veterans were able to reapply. Wow, buddy, for that Purple Heart. Yeah, look at you. I mean, amazing. No, not me. I know, but you you made the fight. You made the fight. That's the difference between laying down and keep going. Right. And, and t- I had no clue it was ever going to go there. And Moose, and I, this is fact, because he got a call from a captain from Quantico, Virginia, from Marine Corps headquarters, and essentially told him, had it not been for your father, because you could have never done it, because you were enlisted. Right. You couldn't have pushed the buttons he pushed. It would have, it would have this time, would have never have happened. Because the war had evolved so fast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and surpassed the rules and surpassed what was written. Nobody was paying attention to what was going on. Right, right. And again, I think, you know, that's when we, I don't know, somehow this, it's just tied to our blood. Absolutely. Yeah. It's tied to the way we're wired. Or, or hopefully, if we're not wired that way and you're driving or you're doing whatever you're doing, look in the mirror and rewire yourself. Right. Well, because even before Moose's injury, and I'll never forget when uh, Dave told me about Moose going into the Marine Corps and everything else, and actually in March 13th, uh, 2010, Ethan was over in Iraq at that time in the Army, uh, turned 20 over there, and and, and so Moose Moose was in Afghanistan, Ethan was in Iraq, and so we were kind of simultaneously military dads at the time. And I'll never forget, though, how proud you were and, and still are, obviously. Uh, but this was a situation where you knew that, that this was more than just a fight for Moose. That this was Because you had been a supporter of the military 
before Moose joined the military. Yeah, we were doing all the USO, the Absolute. donuts, and oh, oh yeah. my God, I yeah. Mean, and so this was something that was already in you, and so you used the power of your passion and your courage to not only stand up for Moose, but as you just detailed, all of the ancillary effects of all this. That's are, amazing. It just, it just, it's incredible. And it's why it's such an honor to have the support of yeah. a guy like Dave MacArthur, who is absolutely just a stand-up, courageous guy, man. Well, it's just, you know, when you mix... You remember the Pimp My Platoon thing we did? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This was an event we did, and you still have people come. We filled a 19-foot straight truck from floor to ceiling with toilet paper, Ziploc bags, soap, toothbrush. Because people still today don't realize a deployed, a forward-deployed... Operational Marine, our, our soldier, is not supplied with deodorant, soap, razor, wow. toothbrush, toilet. They get one, five single ply sheets of toilet paper per day. Wipe your butt with that, would you? Yeah. Okay? Yes. That's it. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, uh, it's just, you know, it, it cost me more money to put my kid in the Marine Corps than it did to put him through college. Wow. You know, it, it, was, it was just amazing. amazing. Yeah. And, um, but I would do it again in a heartbeat because we just, you just, you know, to see what he turned out to be and, and, and still today, it was hurt as Moose is, to, to hear him speak and to watch him speak, yeah. oh, it's phenomenal. I think yeah, it's just and, phenomenal. And, and so, he, so he's at the academy now, huh? Right. He's wow. in Jefferson County and then... And, and he's, you know, he has to fight his way through it. He has a headache every second of his life still from, from that day. Talked to Dr. Dupuy last night. Yeah. And because he, he's got a, uh, something going on that's approved with the VA. Yeah. So yep. I want to put Moose together with that. Uh, any veterans that are listening, if you've got a headache, you got because there's a lot of these guys out there, oh, and yeah. men and women, from these blast injuries that are just biting it. It's why Dr. Deputy is, is dedicating this to the, to, to the veterans, and 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 with PTSD, yep. he's held, has great strides it's there. His passion. And it's kind of and so you guys, I couldn't wait to introduce those two yeah. because you talk about two peas in, peas a, in pod. a pod, yeah. <laughs> and these guys are both yeah. with their passion and awesome. and and their in, intuition and their bravery and everything else. It's it's amazing. So I'm glad that Moose. Hopefully, we'll get hooked up with that yeah. program, and I'm sure Dr. Deputy will help him out. Yeah, yeah well, that's important, said, Yeah, because it would be a great test case because, you know, Moose's blast injury is from uh, – and, and people, if you can have any kind of a clue of what this is, his blast injury was from blast force trauma. He ran over 200-plus pounds of high explosive. Now, that explosive goes off underneath the vehicle, and it wraps itself around the vehicle, sure. contacts above the vehicle – comes in the turret hole of the vehicle and enters the, the hole of the vehicle. I did a lot of reading and stuff. The Marine Corps did research on this where the internal PSI, pressure, pounds per square inch, can reach 80,000 pounds per square inch inside that vehicle. So it's the, the pressure inside the vehicle literally dis- destroys you. Yeah. Well, the pressure bounced. My, he was driving, so my best guess is his worst part was the the uh, his brain tore directly above the spine through the mouth, so I don't even want to say the words that he was probably saying. I can only guess one of two words he was saying when the blast went off. His mouth was open, and it tore his brain above the spinal cord, and he bled just in the lower lower lobe of the brain at the spinal cord. He almost bled out enough that he went into seizures at night, and God bless the Air Force. 
even though my son's a Marine, because para-jumpers came and got him in a sandstorm where the Marine Corps would not fly. Wow. And and took him in a sandstorm to a to a forward to a rearward hospital and where they saved his life. Because he was bleeding out inside. Did when did you find out that this even happened because he was working in a unit that was highly oh, far, yeah yeah no see he was that he when he got hurt he was with the standard battalion okay but every you know you're 13 hours difference right and we heard actually from him first after he got hurt because the injuries at that time were not even he was he was called a faker by his staff sergeant when he got hurt he was told to go go in and go to bed with that, they did not. The Marine Corps at that time did not even have a, an MRI unit in country. That's how uh, bad the, right. um, um, the uh, concussions were being treated at that time. So he was in there, went to bed like he was told. That's when he went into went into seizures. So in the meantime, he had called us and said, "I'm hurt, but I'm fine." Now we thought he's okay. Wow. And then we didn't even know any of this transpired that he almost died. Wow. Yeah. And so the next morning, I got a call from Hawaii. This is Marine Corps Hawaii. Oh, no, we've already talked to him. He's do- they didn't even know that he had went into the seizure portion of it and had almost died. Wow. And, you know, Dave came in. Well, you, were, you, were, you came in with Aunt Sue. Uh, Sue Garrett, you, you guys were hanging out at, at, at the earliest arrivals. And this is a great example of soldiers, families, and things like that, because one of the first people, ultimately, that you had contact with were members of Dan Reardon's family. Right. Lieutenant Dan yep. uh, is, uh, I talked about him last night yep. to everybody, but you know he, he is the uh, Army Ranger killed in June uh, of uh, 2007. And it's been 11 years, hard to believe. Yep. Uh, but, but Lieutenant Dan is the, is the guy who, uh, who didn't, who who wanted to be in the Air Force, couldn't because of eye problems, and said, well, then I'm going to join the Army. And that's how dedicated he was to this country and to military service. And Lieutenant and Aunt Sue is his, is his aunt, obviously, and, and she's a, a oh, great Vietnam person. veteran. But they've never stopped ever since Dan's death uh, reaching out to families, not only of, of fallen, but also injured soldiers. And Amazing. you guys have a degree of kinship there oh, yeah. as well, which is really yeah. very cool. Yeah, because Sue was a mass nurse. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. I yeah. Mean. Amazing. Yeah. And, and so that that's we have so many great people who are part of the Almond Radio family, yeah. if, you, if you were, if you will. And so it's really a, a true privilege. But you guys kind of are kindred spirits in that way, because because and now and lo, lo, now look at Moose. So Moose comes from being a Marine, having this terrible injury, almost dying, yeah. and now he wants to be on the street police as a officer. police officer. So you know, cool. it, it's, amazing. It's so funny because I ask him when he told me. I, I wouldn't <laughs> use the words I said, <laughs> because you know, of all right now, and look at a cop. I said to him, "What? <laughs> a cop?" And you know what he said to me? I was born to serve. Wow, man! So here we go. And of all the things you hear about good cops, bad cops, and I think, and I said to myself, "Thank God, because you need good ones." You know, I, I don't know. I, in my life, I've, I've I've come across some really good ones, and I've come across some really good, some bad ones. So. Yeah, I guess we need them not one to outweigh the other. And I know a lot of really good good officers and and some good friends. And he's got some real, some buddies that are cops. But I asked Moose about 
oh, two or three weeks after he was in the academy, I said, okay, now you're, you know, you're looking at this stuff, and, and Moose is really a deep thinker. And I said to him, he'd probably be embarrassed, but I said, what would your ultimate goal be? God, I love him. Yeah. My daughter, too, though. I got a, a daughter I love dearly. <laughs> of but, course. But I said, I said to him, what would your ultimate goal be? You know, I said, SWAT, a detective. You know, I, you don't want to be a street cop your whole life, I wouldn't think. What do you want to do? And he said, you know, I've really thought hard on this. He said, my ultimate, I think. Now, he said, you know, I'll, I'll, it'll, it may change, would be a homicide detective. And my first thought was to get the bad guys. And he's, and, um, and, and, and you know, because I just thought, you know, I'm a, I'm a macho dad, right? <laughs> and, 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 and I didn't say that, but he said, you know, I just think that if you could solve the case and you could find closure for the parent, sure, that it would be mean something. Wow. No macho-ness. You know, I guess Moose is a guy that he told me when he came after he was home, you know, from Afghanistan. He said, you know, Dad, when I went over, I was going to, and, he, and just, just, just this boldness, I was going to count. I was going to count, you know? And he said, I was there 12 days. And after 12 days, there were 22 bodies. He said, I decided if I counted, I'd go crazy. I mean, it was tough. They were in yeah. that Sangin stuff. They were in that first wave of, of Americans oh, that yeah. replaced the Brits over there. Yeah. And uh, they were, it was tough. Yeah. I mean, I could tell stories forever, but they're not wow. radio worthy. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's just tough. And yeah. uh, he, they haunt him. The stories of the children haunt him. That's one thing that my fear is with him being a police officer is there is so much domestic violence today. Mm. You know, kind of what he sees with the, he's doing a lot of ride-alongs mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. friends. And uh, one night alone in St. Charles County, three calls on pedophilia. Yeah, wow. And those are tough, you know. Well, you know, what's interesting you say that because uh, with Ethan uh, being over in Iraq in 2010 in the Army, and he's a bridge engineer and, and got combat action badge, all that kind of thing, and saw a lot of... Uh, harm being done to his fellow soldiers and other people. But the thing that he never forgot was the sight of a baby, a dead baby that had been ditched in a, in a canal. Just left. And, and just left there. And, and he, we don't know what the circumstances were. He doesn't either. But, but it, it, and the reason why it stood out to him, and, 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 it, and it's probably one of the hardest things he's had to deal with post-serving, in Iraq is that image because of course he had just turned 20 20 uh, years and, old and, and, and he's over there yeah. and and what what it is is it's it's not just the baby it's the disrespect for life it, it it's it's right. it's the lack of respect for life and 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 police officers and other people see this every single day first responders see it every single day whether it be in the fire department and police department and military and that's the hardest thing to get past you don't really realize it because you know you think they're just doing their job but but they're they're human beings and and, and it has a huge effect so so he he got shot at he got he had to he had to be uh, 50 cal had to come and rescue him and do all this kind of stuff but the thing that most stood out to him was that symbol of a general lack of respect for life. He'll never forget that. Yeah, Moose had, you know, more than one story, and it's not let's out two yeah. stories, but more no. than one of 
of, of because they were in and out of many, many houses. But one of the stories, and you talk about that, and that was, and even that child was, was gone. But I know one of the stories he told me was about a guy that come up, and it was the, a little girl, like a five-year-old little girl, that a guy was trying to trade that little girl to him and his partner. Wow, unbelievable. For cigarettes and candy. Oh. Yeah. You take her, no good. Take her. Candy, cigarettes, you, yeah. you, you, forever, yours. No, go away, go away. Because there's, to- uh, you know, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. You know, and that is just, you know, it's a cultural change that. Right. And that's why we, we, we need to keep on keeping on, uh, keep, and I keep guess, the positivity you know, and keep raising good kids. That's like, it. Like uh, Moose McCarthy. Well, and, you know, and, and that's, and, and you have to credit that our soldiers and our Marines and our, you know, our, any of our troops that go over there, though, and can hold their head high and maintain a standard and still lay their life on the line to fight for a culture that has no, 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 no respect for life. Right, and, and each other, for each other. That, that's hard, too, to, to be there. Like, we're, I thought we were Why here to I? help you. And exactly. Like, and they don't care. Uh, by the way, really quickly though, on 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 uh, Moose, was he at the time? Was he in the Humvees? Before, because yes, they changed the Humvees. No, he was in, no, he was in an MRAP. Had okay. he been in a Humvee, he'd have come home in a Ziploc well, bag. They, but they, even in the MRAPs, though, didn't they change the structure of them? They did. They, were, they had flat they bottoms. They plated them, but okay. He, two hundred pounds of high explosive would have never, never, yeah. never. He was in the big, like a Buffalo, seventy thousand oh, okay. pounder. Okay. And it just, yeah, he would have never survived if wow. he had, had he been in the other one. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Dave MacArthur, really, honestly, it's just been it's been great to see you. Thank you. We'll for love to come back and absolutely and talk some other side of the business sometime. We <laughs> I, could, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We could go forever. Yeah. Well, and you know, honestly, what began is that this fight, the cap and trade fight, everything else. Uh, the reality is, he um, it's still going on. Yeah. These guys still haven't resolved that issue. Oh, no. There's still overregulation, everything else going on. So. Love being here. Good yeah, seeing man. you. Great to see you too. And, love your and, love your new home. And and when you, <laughs> I know we we do too. And uh, when I when I, I'm a hugger, you know. Yeah. So when Dave's so standing right there, well. two feet away from me, I'm like, I, I've wanted to give you a hug the whole time you've been on. So I'm going to do it now. Do it, and we'll take off. <laughs> Dave MacArthur, love you, buddy. Trying to be a father. He's a daughter and a son. Be a lover to their mother. Everything to everyone. Up and down, yeah, bright and early. I'm all business yeah, in my suit. Yeah, I'm dressed up for success. From my head down to my boots. I don't do it for the money. There's bills that I can't pay. I don't do it for the glory. Just do it anyway Providing for our futures My responsibility Yeah, I'm real good on the pressure Being all that I can be I can't call in sick on Mondays When the weekend's been too strong I just work straight through the holidays Sometimes all night long You can bet that I stand ready when the wolf growls at the door Hey, I'm solid Hey, I'm steady Hey, I'm true down to the core And I will always do my duty No matter what the price I've counted up the cost I know the 
so great to have time yeah you know what i mean oh yeah it's so great to have i mean i you know normally i don't know how long we talked to him but it was a while it it with dave but it was uh it's just great to have that kind of time and uh, to be able to just talk and learn and listen and hear and just it just is uh it's one of the, uh, you know, that's why, you know, when, it, when, when people talk about the end of the other show and all that kind of yeah. stuff, that for whatever reason, every single day, I learned that it is a blessing. Yeah. It, is, it, is, it is a brand new frontier, and I keep getting these, these messages uh, from God and the people and everything else that, that this, is, this is where it's at, brother. This is, this is it. This is where we are. Whatever those ashes were, which lasted, you know, yeah. twenty four hours, uh, we just flew out, and and it, it, every step of the way, I see so much positivity, and I, 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 I it's hard for me to believe it. Yeah, I, I think having Dave in here, and then just kind of seeing these comments, people, you know, are saying like, this is what matters. Yeah, yeah, you know, this is what's actually important. Yeah. 
And that's just, it's just great. I mean, that story was just amazing. And the fact that you had time to hear yeah. this story. Every bit of it. And then, and also even just some of the more political ends and blah, blah, yeah. just We just covered so many bases. And yeah, it's great. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to, um, <laughs> it's actually, I, I just want to leave. Because because how, how because, because, because I I don't really want to go back to uh, Nancy Pelosi Nancy Pelosi you know I'm like you know but but the reality is it's it, it it just that's why it was I probably could have played another song because this was one where you just kind of wanted to take a breath and and soak that in and and take it in and and just breathe it in and that's the beauty yeah. also the fact that we have the podcast and we have Facebook because if you, you want to go and hear this again. If sometime tomorrow morning or Sunday morning you feel like you want to dive back into it, you can because it's right there. Or share that story with a friend uh, who maybe has a parent that that you know is a mom or dad of a service member. You know, uh, that's a great inspirational story to hear, uh, and especially the way Dave tells it because yeah. you know, I mean, he's so passionate and obviously emotional. How could you not be emotional? That's your child. Uh, that you watched this happen, and that's why you know it's it's hard to describe that war and war time. Um, what an impact that was! Yeah, and 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 the and the fact of the matter is, Dave, uh, and, and and golly, everybody we saw last night, and people who listen to the show, that's that's one thing that I really am sure that we all have in common is this fighting spirit. But it's a fighting spirit that is more generated towards a positive action and to improvement and to bettering and yeah. to growing and to, and to, and to being better. And than it is just sitting around and complaining. And so, uh, he, I remember him when he, even as it relates to cap and trade and running the bakery and all that kind of stuff constantly, he was, they were trying to build a place at one point, And we talk about regulations. They were trying to build this one out in Chesterfield and just having the inspection for the HVAC was a, yeah. or, or sprinklers or something, like, yeah. like the fire sprinklers. It was a nightmare just to just to build a business for crying out loud. You know that as a businessman yourself. It's and insane. to me, you know, small business people succeed in spite of the government, not because of it. And, yes. and, and, and like <laughs> Moose MacArthur and other people in the, in the military, some of these military guys uh, succeed in spite of all the limitations, even if you look at it from the standpoint of how many plies of toilet paper you get. Uh, these people under severe duress and limitations and sometimes even suffocation as it relates to regulations, that kind of stuff, uh, still wind up, coming out, still wind up crawling out. And that's yeah. what really makes us... That, let me tell you something. That, that's the true spirit of this country. That's why we are the country that we are. I couldn't even believe when he shared the story about the toiletries. And, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself as he's saying this, not to bring this back to Nancy Pelosi, but I'm thinking of Nancy Pelosi, how she jet sets around the country in her... Uh, 747s in her... Quoting Matthew and so on? Yeah, quoting (laughs) Matthew and so on. And the money she spins in these elitist hotels and everything else and these all on the government. Meanwhile, our men and women don't even have 
two rolls of toilet paper. It's unbelievable. Well, the, the, the kind of waste that these these people who are making these decisions for our soldiers are themselves involved in is incredible. And if you look at it from the standpoint of, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to get too graphic here, but if you've ever been to a place, I think there are places where there, there's some kind of toilet paper roll configuration uh, you know, in like public stalls and things okay. that for whatever reason purposely limit the amount of toilet paper you can yeah, take I know out what of you're it. You know about. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And for those of you who have ever been frustrated like that, <laughs> imagine being in the military overseas in 110 degree desert conditions yes. and just having fire. So, so you make, it makes you so appreciate everything that you have and everything that we have. And that's why it's great to hear those kinds of stories because yeah. we ultimately then go back and rebuild our own sensibilities in terms of what we care about, what we think about, what we complain about, what bothers us and realize, you know what? This Ain't is that a, bad. This is a, a, a darn good life yeah. made great by the people like Moose and others behind us. And so, man, it was, uh, it was great to hear from him. And uh, Dave's a good really good guy we and he was here last night as yeah. were everybody else we put some of the pictures on the facebook page i did a cool little panoramic that i gotta put up there but i, I haven't had time to do it and we'll uh and, and if you guys have any pictures from that event feel free to share them in the comments section or whatever of where i when i put the post up with some of the pictures if you guys have your own pictures then uh go ahead yeah, a lot of people up. have been tweeting them and because now we you are at radio free Allman. Uh, on Twitter, so people can yes, actually, it's on Twitter now. And yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get my J Alman nine seven one people to go over to the radio yeah. Alman Twitter, and eventually that that's going to happen. And photographs are welcome though on there too. And if you have a photograph of me sleeping in my car outside Bregazi's, then please send that <laughs> along too. <laughs> uh, well, I told the story about. I'm not going to tell the story. No, again. don't. But but go ahead and and if you want to if you want to relive the tail end of my night last night. Then uh, at about six twenty, we I uh, told the story of the uh, of the big the big pizza caper. Did you see this? All right, so the, these people, this animals comment that by President Trump has the reaction to it has gotten out of hand. All right, it is it is talk about people who apparently have all the time in the world and who take so much for granted in this country. Our news media is singularly obsessed with this word that he used yeah. uh, to describe individuals who are heartless, shameless, miserable criminals. And the reaction has been unbelievable. Earlier we played you the Nancy Pelosi reaction. Now listen to this. The, the, the news media has decided that uh, NBC – decided they were going to focus on how Mexico is now upset oh. with the I'm not well, I am tonight the Mexican government is calling out President Trump The Mexican government is calling out President Trump for calling MS13 criminal gang members animals and NBC is more than happy oh yeah to take all comers when it comes to criticizing the person so much so that with a straight face this Peter Alexander guy is out there talking about how Mexico is now mad The Mexican government is calling out President Trump for describing some undocumented immigrants as animals Wednesday. Mexico uh, okay, th these are not just some undocumented immigrants, which is, again, another euphemism. It's another Orwellian phrase. It's like gun safety legislation, mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. 
they're they're even as I pointed out yesterday too. These guys are even violating their their own a Associated Press style book, which is for whatever reason kind of the bible of of uh, journalists, journalists who 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 and how to write and how to do sure. this. But there's no such thing as an undocumented immigrant. You're I, you're either you're either a legal you're a, you're an illegal alien. Or you, or, or in some cases they call them illegal immigrants, which they're not illegal right. immigrants. An immigrant is a person who is doing something where it is uh, it is legal and there's a procedure and everything else. That's what it is. But this undocumented garbage is you're illegal. Yeah, you're not undocumented. You're illegal. I remember Obama would never he'd never say it. He always played this word game right. with. Uh, immigration. Let me ask you this: If you're if you are in a car and you're driving without a license, yeah, will police describe you as an unlicensed driver and just move on? No, you're driving without a license. You're driving illegally. Yeah, we have an unlicensed driver. That's okay, an though. You're just an unlicensed driver. driver. <laughs> Go telling the State Department that is unacceptable. The president. So Mexico is telling the State Department that the president's language describing violent, vicious, disgusting, vile, animalistic MS-13 gang members as animals is apparently unacceptable. today that he was talking about MS-13 gang members and says he would call them animals. And you know what? Even if he wasn't talking about MS-13 gang members and was talking about criminal, illegal aliens, animals still would have been okay. Yeah, you can't. What is this deal that breaking the law suddenly becomes an okay thing if it's in the name of 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 crossing a border into America that all of a sudden like this is like a minor law? <laughs> well, the Statue of Liberty says Again. it's okay. Oh, yeah. Then we also had this video. You wouldn't believe how bad these people are. These aren't people. These are animals. Yeah, I mean, again, Keep in mind that as as I'm so glad that S.E. Cup actually told the full story. But again, I, I still think that you don't have to qualify this in the fashion it's being qualified. Yes, it was a question about MS-13 gang members, but there are criminal illegal aliens here that can be described the same way. And again, are we obsessing over the term animals? Kind of because everybody else is. Yeah. Why are is it, do we really have this? little to do than then focus on how he's describing criminals it doesn't make any sense to me well when you have no stories when the economy's doing well when jobs are amazing when taxes are at the best point that they've been in a very long what else do you have to talk about yeah my my favorite uh, my favorite one is is the Pelosi deal. We played this for Mark Kaysen, and he kept interrupting it because he wanted to. Oh yeah, he didn't want to discuss it again. It reminds me that, and as I was talking about uh, the religious groups and how they're concerned about feeding the hungry and Gospel of Matthew and the rest. <laughs> gospel of Matthew and the rest. I don't know why that I find it's it just so, so crazy, bad. but it's like the Gospel of Matthew and the rest. Don't don't worry about John or Luke or any of these. They're yeah. just the rest. The rest. So <laughs> so I guess she would be if she knows what it is. Uh, Matthew five six. Oh, and then seven eight nine. Yeah, yeah. Just those red letters. Thirty one million people in our country are food insecure. All right. So. <laughs> 
The thing, I just don't, the food insecure thing. I mean, it's like the undocumented immigrant. It's like the gun safety legislation. She's the very picture of the Orwellian governmental doublespeak. It's it's I've worse actually heard than that. that term, yeah, though, I was you? just gonna say it's worse. Than, it's like improper phraseology. It's, it's food like, insecure. That I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently she's referring because because Mark Kaysen, because these these people are like Furbies, you know. They kind of <laughs> they kind of understand each other, you know. And so Mark was easily able, like off the tip of his tongue, to to translate yeah. this oh, for us saying yes there's kids going to school and they don't have enough food okay thank you Mark. Food we appreciate insecure. That. yeah they're in the food desert whatever happened to furbies by the way they got huge again oh again oh my gosh they got enormous again like all the kids wanted them for christmas because they were like they talked to each yeah, other yeah, yeah. it was like a big deal again they huh. researched i see well, whatever happened to whatever whatever happened to Beanie Babies? Do, gone. Uh, yeah. Now, Trolls, what, what happens gone. to all the people who collected Beanie Babies? Remember, like everybody, like there are people with closets full of Beanie Babies because they thought that would be going to be taking them to the promised land when they would <laughs> I know buy what you're their. About. Yeah, every beanie baby available. Yeah. Or pogs. <laughs> yeah, you, right. Yeah, <laughs> these are the same troll dolls. Now, I imagine beanie babies within the beanie baby community. Oh yeah, are probably very popular. Kind of like the Pez community, right? There's probably three that are worth some astronomical value, and then yeah. the rest are a bunch of people sitting with rooms that they probably could repurpose and just throw these things away. Yeah, like the like the like maybe the like the Lady Diana beanie baby. Like they had those out, you know, <laughs> yeah. they would be popular. But uh I know uh my wife's uncle uh is a uh, a Pez collector and they have like Pez conventions. Then there are people who like in that whole realm there are people who pay a lot of money for certain Pez dispensers. Like, it's a big, big deal. Well, it's like when I found out yesterday that you were part of the Brony crew with the My Little Pony. You're into, like, you you were aware of it. <laughs> Being aware of it doesn't mean I'm into it. Where did you get that idea? <laughs> You're just, you're, you're just trying to get the bronies off of your case. I am. I, I told you. I warned you yesterday, do not attack the bronies because they will come after oh, you. Oh, they're a powerful. You oh, thought yeah. the left, like these right. bots, right. That, they have nothing on the brony crew. Yes, yes. Like, we, we don't dress up as ponies and have sex. What are you talking about? It's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, we we know you. I we heard the the nays from the hotel room <laughs> of the brony conventions. Oh. People got passionate about that yesterday. We were talking about oh, the, drag the conventions queen thing, yeah. and the that was the more you know. I looked at that story again too, and I tr- there were people who were trying to explain it, but it didn't help it any more than it didn't help explain it for me. Like they said, Oh, well it's a TV show and, and kids watch the TV show. I'm like going, okay, so they're watching I, I mean, the RuPaul thing. Just the idea of just the words yeah. RuPaul and 10 year old don't go together. No. I'm, it just doesn't. I'm sorry. It's this subculture though. Cause it's the same with the show toddlers and tiaras. Have you, oh, are, are you familiar? I am. I just think this is just, it is like a, uh, just a 
a horrible portion of, of of society that that flocks to this. Watch out for that too, because oh. because because the community of people who model their children are as voraciously in your face if you make any bad statement against them as the Bronies are. So be careful. Really? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, you know these things. Yeah, I'm like. Well, because it's it's the whole. You know, they've done stories on on child model pageants. You know, yeah. and things. And any any time you've ever done anything negative, a story about it, or said something, you get about seventy letters from people talking about how really great that is, and in the end, and blah blah. blah. And again, you know, <laughs> so it's just it's just different strokes for different folks, I guess. <laughs> I'm not even against saying that the modeling for the kids, like, you know, there's got to be kids models. I mean, who's going to be the Gerber baby? But there's a far cry from the Gerber baby. And to this really unbelievably gigantic operation that is known as the the, 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 the TR. That's why reality TV, Mm. and, and, and listen, I'm not... I've never been a big fan of reality TV necessarily, although the quality of it has actually increased substantially. So uh, Duck Dynasty would be a real, but but so but it's but before like there was a there was a time when reality TV first came out where you just saw a bunch of like uh, ne'er do wells living together in like one room. And cussing at each other or whatever, yeah. and all these roided out dudes, and it's like, okay, uh, enough of this. But when they have kind of a theme, right? You know, like some of the, like some of the home improvement shows. Oh, I'm into. Those. I love those. Chip and Joanne. Oh yeah, I could watch Chip I and know. Joanne for days. But remember, there was <laughs> one though that was it wasn't trading spaces. But but see the, the, but the home improvement shows have increased uh, in quality substantially oh, yeah. over even like ten years ago. Like for instance, there was one show and I can't remember what it was. I think people on Facebook might remember where people would come in and they would redo a room, and it was yeah. like some Asian dude was 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 one of the guys okay. involved in it. And really, all they do is come in and they would like hang, like. <laughs> Colored bed sheets over a wall or something. It was like I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was it was so cheaply done, yeah. And it was so like you know you knew it wouldn't last, but they did. <laughs> I can't remember what the show was, okay. But, but Chip and jo- th- those are that's a great show. Yeah, I like watching their relationship. I do too. I tell you what, we were in Austin. I know this is. All, I'll I'll let you go back, but we were driving to Texas. This was just a couple weekends ago, and you have to drive through Waco to get to Austin, and we were headed to Austin for a convention. Anyway, you drive through Waco. There's like Chip and, because that's where they're from. Yeah, yeah. There are like billboards. It's like home of Chip oh, yeah, and Joanne. Yeah, know. You know, I mean, what else does Waco have yeah. other than Chip and Joanne right now? Oh, I'm, probably well, and, great and, things. Well, and the, the, the great thing about that particular, if you want to call that a reality show, and I think it, it is a reality yeah, is. show, is that they're so likable. Yeah, like very likable. And, and, and other reality TV shows have not been very, they haven't really, really had you likable people. You hate them. Yeah, like, I know. You know. You're like, God. Some people like to watch that kind of stuff, yeah. but I, I like to watch the people who are just, just amazingly likable, and those two are pretty likable. Great couple. Whatever happened to the other people, the one guy who... Because every once in a while you run across a People magazine and it's about this this couple, and one of them like he pulled a gun or something. Yeah. Who was that guy? And, well, I think are you talking about the HGTV couple that they were yeah. kind of younger. 
Yeah. She had blonde hair. Yes. Yeah. And then he was like, I didn't don't know. didn't go well, bro. <laughs> it did not go well. Yeah, because in that, that at that point it's like, oh, that's sad. Because I watched them divorced. too. Yeah, and they were and they seemed to be likable too, but then everything kind of went south. People didn't really like my wife, like it was time to watch H E T V. Yeah. She, she was not a fan of that that show. Oh, that that those two. No. Yeah, because well she well here's the th- here's the problem is that they didn't seem to get along. Like, no. like she would she actually had a real attitude about him. <sighs> And rolled her eyes at him all the time and all that stuff. And it was then, almost that classic, like, man-hating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, Chip is very cool because you can tell, like, she likes, actually yeah. likes him. And he obviously mm-hmm. likes her, too. And they have a good good dynamic going, which, I, I, which, which you look at it, you're like, is that real? And it, and it is I real. I think it is, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it is real. I like that. Uh, remember Survivor? See, I like. See, I like Survivor. Okay, well, in the early days, yeah. it was they were pretty interesting people. Yeah, like even that dude who wound up going to prison. Who's that guy? Yeah. Oh, was Hatch? that the guy? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. well, he never paid his taxes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But but those people. Were, but but apparently though, the longer it's gone on, it's like true. then then they got like you know convicted felons and stuff, and it's like okay, we get yeah, it. Nancy back to Nancy. Uh, we believe some of us who are. Attracted to the political arena, to government and public service. Oh, some of us attracted to the political arena and to government service. It's like, who are, the, who are those? You mean like you? Uh, that uh, we're all God's children. There's a spark of divinity in every person. Let me see. Let me see. God's me, children. I, I need to go back on it. Uh, attracted I, I, to the political arena. I'm trying to figure out what uh, the, that, uh, what the hell she's talking about. 41 million people in our country are food insecure. Yeah. Uh, we believe, some of us who are attracted to the political arena, uh, to government and public service, uh, that uh, we're all God's children. Okay, okay, can we deconstruct that sentence for just a second? Because I think that sometimes she borders on being Nancy Pelosi or the woman waiting for Henry Fonda to get into the canoe so they can go on the Golden Pond. Because I sometimes don't understand a word this woman is saying. So what she's saying is, we believe those of us who are attracted to the political arena and to government that okay. we are all God's children. I'm thinking, okay, how many non sequiturs can you include in one sentence? And what is she talking about? She rambles. <laughs> yes, that, that is true. There's a spark of divinity in every person. Uh huh. Wait, did she say on earth yet? On earth. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh. So every person on earth. So as she was constructing, and I happen to believe that actually this is not really constructed. Like they didn't, they didn't, but it's part of her whole word usage because there they learn. I don't know whether Nancy is a lawyer or not, but, but Obama was, remember? And so they always, t- you could always tell they were talking in more lawyerly language. So that when she says that we are all God's children and there's a divinity of, of all of us on earth, when you say, what about the unborn? Well, they're not really on earth. Yeah, because <laughs> like, I guess their like, feet yeah, they, actually touch yeah, the yeah, ground. Yeah, right. said, what do you mean on earth? Well, they have to be walking. They have to be able to touch the, earth, to touch the ground. That's, they keep on having all these uh, things. Well, you said every person is important in God's eyes. Well, what about unborn babies? Well, they're not really a person yet. They're, and we believe they're not a person until they're born. And that we all have to recognize that as we respect the dignity and worth of every person. The dignity and worth of every person. Now, 
again, in order to make sure that you have any kind of integrity when you say something like that, you automatically have to slice off the reality or, or the idea that there are millions of unborn babies who really are not people. You, ha- you have to, to them. Yeah. are not human, right? Yeah. That you have to, they have to be able in their mind to accept that in order for her to say what she's saying, because otherwise most of us are listening to her say that. And we're like, you don't, you don't really believe that. That's right. Yes, we do. Because, well, what about unborn babies? Well, they're not involved. They're not real people. And imagine having to make that conclusion, it's draw the, that conclusion. It's the, same, it's the same argument I get into when somebody says women's rights. Well, women, you know, are being, their, their rights are being trampled. Well, what about a female, a girl in the womb? Well, those women don't count. Yeah. You have, they have, they have to be able to cut that separation off. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really all women. It's just women, I guess, according to her, on earth. And Republicans do the separation, too. Uh, there's a story on Breitbart that I think you all ought to pay attention to. And this is uh, during a uh, press conference regarding the economy and economic optimism. I'm not going to bore you with Paul Ryan's speech here. But essentially what he did was he said a thriving economy does not include salary or wage increases for Americans or their adult children. That's what he has to say. Uh, Ryan excluded wage gains as he touted the economy's performance in May during this news conference you guys might have seen. And he said jobless claims remain near a 48-year low. Retail sales are up for the second month. Industrial production is up for the third straight month. So the economy is growing. Workers are getting ahead. There are new jobs and opportunities being offered uh, by the day. Ryan's decision to exclude wages allow him to ignore what essentially is one of the biggest advancements regarding Trump's economic agenda. So here you have a Republican, and Paul Ryan, to me, I think he's a decent guy. I, I, really, I don't really despise Paul Ryan Same. the way some people do. But you have to remember that there are a lot of these guys who, especially going into 2020, especially as people are sizing up competitors for Trump, intra-party maybe, who do still seem to want to downplay President Trump's achievements. And remember that one of the biggest complaints that Democrats always had about Republicans is that, yeah, but wages are still depressed, and wages are this, da 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 And the reality is now we're in a situation where there's a lot of pressure on businesses because they are expanding and because there are more players that wages automatically increase because of the competition for jobs, essentially. The the, the competition, not for jobs on the part of the unemployed, the competition for people to hire people. Yes. And, and, And right now there's a situation where there's a certain level of underemployment going on. Yes. And that's a good thing for the American worker who is, has now found a marketplace where they are in demand. And when they are in demand, you're going to have competition and you're going to have wage increases. Paul Ryan, you, in order, it's kind of like the way Nancy Pelosi has to simply determine and say that a, an unborn baby is not a human for her to advance her agenda. Ryan has to just simply forget all about the wage increases and those kinds of things uh, in, in order to kind of like not uh, to downplay President Trump's achievements. Because I do believe the Republican Party still remains one of his biggest obstacles. Yep. 
Uh, I, I think Ryan has been more supportive of him in the late in, in many ways. But the idea that he could have a news conference on the economy and leave that out is horrible and I think will not help President Trump uh, in terms of getting his message out. Trump is fine, by the way. He'll be able to get the message out. But keep in mind, the wage increases, and those, kind of, those are what get you the kind of Democratic votes that President Trump got 100%. in 2016. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it, when you've got uh, what is uh, probably arguably the loudest voice in the Republican Party, Paul Ryan, and he is not touting the president's agenda here, uh, it, it just paints this uh, this picture again. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm disappointed in it, but, but anyway, that's we'll put that in the comment section there if we can. Yeah. On the oh, part. yeah. And did you write this story, Ryan? <laughs> the headline is question. FM radio faces government switch-off as digital listening passes the 50% milestone. Do you realize that they're talking about us? We're not FM radio, but they are talking about digital listening, which is actually what you are doing right now with Radio Free Almond. You are digitally listening to Radio Free Almond on the app. And I guess you could make the argument that you're kind of doing it on Facebook, too. That's every bit as digital as anything else. So uh, analog radios could be consigned to the dustbin of history after figures show that this is this is basically they're using UK figures, but eventually it catches yeah. up. Uh, the majority of UK radio listening was via digital service for the first time. The majority of listening, at least in, in UK, was through digital listening. And I would not be surprised if those numbers aren't far off here in the US. I... This was our whole conversation uh, in the beginning of Radio Free Almond was that, you know, everybody, of course, wants turn dial, but it's it's really not true. I mean, you know, I was just talking to somebody that was here last night at the Radio Free Almond happy hour and younger guy like younger like myself. And uh, and he was like, I don't even listen to that. He's like, even when I work out, I listen to podcasts. And stuff. Right. And I know those that are listening who may be just a, of a different generation, just an older ge- yeah. generation, it's probably like, well, I, no way. But as the generations are getting younger, and that's why those numbers are starting to trend, uh, and the consumable media, what is consumable is, is digital. In fact, I was talking to my business partner the other day, and he said, he said when, you, when you go and buy a car now, it's apps. When you yeah. look at the screen now, yeah. it's apps. It's not like you're not buying it for the radio anymore. You're like, what apps are on there? Is it Pandora and Spotify and iTunes and Stitcher and all these kind of – it's apps. Well, there are people who still like the, you know, the AM. Traffic and weather together. How people it I do believe that that is what possibly put me to sleep in my car last <laughs> night. Could be a head came away listening to like the baseball stuff and eating the pizza. And I do believe that that, that lulled me that 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 went into my brain and switched something off in there. It was like a frequency. I, it was. That's right. It was. A, but listen to this though. So the there might be a review now in the UK as to whether or not analog FM radio and and the signal should be switched off altogether. Now, here's the thing. You think, well, they can't do that, can they? Well, in Norway, Norway became the first country in the world to end 
national radio broadcast on FM. What I did not know that. So they 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 just stopped broadcasting altogether on FM. And I'm telling you, with with the with the ease of listening to this program that you're listening to right now, Radio Free Almond, or watching it, whatever, it's amazing. And and as you point out, but but keep in mind, we have a mature audience here as well as younger yeah. people. And and they're every bit as savvy with the iPhones or yeah. the Androids or their computers, whatever, and are more than happy to listen to that. And, and keep in mind, uh, that's why I don't you. The only people you have to really retrain are people who are advertisers because they're being sold basically a Bingo. pack of lies Bingo. by radio terrestrial radio people, and they're being ripped off. I mean, I, I even last night when I was listening to him, I was going. Because what they do is they give you a, just one big chunk, uh, 10 minutes of commercials. And I'm thinking, you are, do you think people are really sitting here listening to that ad that you're running right now and that you're paying a premium for oh, right now? yeah. I mean, that, that just is amazing to me. And it's just getting more and more limited. I mean, that's kind of what you're getting at is, you know, these advertisers that are buying that. There may be an audience today but tomorrow is less than today, and next month is less than this month, and it just will slowly deteriorate, just like you're talking about. Right, and keep in mind, too, that one of the things, for instance, I don't mean to pick on KOX, no. but what I'm saying is uh, the problem is that's like the worst, seemingly the worst place to go because you're not even, you don't even have a targeted audience necessarily. Now, if you are a sports drink or if you are a sports inclined person you advertising during cardinal baseball that's a that's a good place for you to yes. be because you have people who are interested in sports yes. listening to the show the the reason why podcasting and digital radio become so important is because the rise of digital radio and podcasting has actually created not I wouldn't say limited but they've created shows that are dedicated to one vibe and, because, and, and that you could actually decide, you know what, I'm going to listen to Radio Free Almond right now, and then I'm going to go to Joe Rogan at yep. noon, yep. or I'm going to go to Dan Bogijong yeah. uh, at four, uh, or whatever. Or when we develop Radio Free Almond, you're going to say, well, I, I listen from three to six, or from six to nine, yeah. uh, and then I'm going to go and listen to these guys at two, or and you could do it any way you want. And the reason why that's yeah. important for advertisers, and that's why, for instance, the Almond in the Morning Show was so popular with advertisers, is because you have a dedicated group of people who are there to to get a dedicated brand, and, yes. and, and 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 they and and they are going to reward you for supporting that dedicated brand, and it's it's kind of like why, for instance, we have situations where people are like a lot of. Like, remember, uh, what was the liberal radio? That they oh, had? gosh, um, Progress. Yeah, but it was um, like it was like Air America. Air America. Uh, yeah. Why Air America yeah. failed? Air yeah. America failed because it was a duplication of services. Yeah. Be- because because you whatever you got on Air America was what you got on at the Post Dispatch. What you got at. KMOX, what you got at You MSNBC. could already turn into that. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and there's, there's no distinction, for instance, b- uh, between any of the networks right now. ABC, CBS, NBC all report the very exact same things. So unless you're oriented towards a personality, 
and even then nobody has any personality on these things, then then you're going to – and plus you have to be like 70-plus to actually be watching a nightly newscast, which is what their audience is. And, yeah. Well, yeah. It is, yeah. and no offense to 70-plus no. people. I'm just saying that that's no. just – you know. And so, so they, you have more power when you're an advertiser on a distinctive program, which is why the, the Almond Morning Show was successful and why Radio Free Almond is absolutely going to be successful is because we have, uh, we have a niche. We have a dedicated audience, and we have a very passionate, loyal audience. In fact, uh, Matt, who was here last night, who is our, who is our uh, Grand Poobah of Engineering, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and set up all this, and some of you even saw on the TV his, his great uh, video work and everything else. He came in, he was in this morning, he goes, I've never seen a more dedicated group of fans or group of people than, than the people who listen to your show. Yeah. And it, it, it is true. It's true. Uh, and, 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 and they're dedicated, and, and I love it that they're also demanding in a good way. I, I can't come in here and phone it in. I can't, you, 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 they, they, you want to keep, you, you have to keep things moving forward. You have to keep things enlightened, illuminated, and just simply regurgitating what happened yesterday doesn't work for our people who, who are, and, and one of the things we know about our people listening to this show is they are avid consumers of information. Yes. Uh, oftentimes, though, they'll come to Radio Free Almond because they, they, this is where they're going to get it, and they don't have time to go sit here and there. But by the time the morning comes around, they know they already they already know what's what, happening, the, what, what's going on. Yeah. So so you so there's a lot of demand to advance things, to be creative, and to and to give people entertaining, informative uh, material and and that kind of thing, and and personality and everything else. And so I like that. I like that need to make sure you're always on top of things yeah. and always thinking about them. Uh, and and your audience because uh, I we are nothing I am nothing without the people who are currently listening and watching, and again advertisers have to know that if you're advertising on a certain show that somebody likes, they're going to reward you for supporting that show. Yes, and and that's why podcasting, like for instance in the UK, is growing uh, to the degree it is, and, and advertisers are gravitating towards it, but it takes a while to get used to, because you, you, people are creatures of habit, so of course. it's hard. Um, and sometimes these guys who are in the in that business uh, of the sales and advertising are the last to learn. Well, yeah, and you're, you're fighting for your product. Right. You know, I mean, and, and radio has done a a phenomenal job. Look how long it has lasted. Mm-hmm. Um, it has done a phenomenal job, and it, and in some cases, it, it it still has some some power to it. Uh, but I, it is I, it is just absolutely no doubt with the world of social media. Now, I mean, here, look at the comments on 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 Facebook. You can't do this. On the radio. No. You are actually able, and I remember you told me that uh, when, when we first launched this, we, you know, when you first launched Radio Free Omen, you said, you know, the one thing that I just can't stand is the only time I ever really get to hear from people is if they call. And as we've seen, people are busy in the morning. They don't may not have necessarily have time to pick up their phone, dial the number, wait, call. Instead, they're just like, boom, and you automatically know exactly what everyone's yeah. thinking. Yeah, I, I want to get, one of the things I want to do more of, and eventually I will, and I, I think um, it might require another computer to tell you the truth, because I, the one thing I am missing, 
and I talked to Ryan about this yesterday, and I don't, I don't mean to get too in the weeds on our conversations, but I did say that the that's one thing I do miss is being actually to interact with you directly by name. Like today, I, I was going to get the the uh, Facebook page yeah. up and respond to people's comments. But I also have material to go through and things to present to you, so it's hard for me on just one computer. I would prefer to have maybe one over here we'll get you one. that might have, like, I could just see the Facebook page only, and that way I could be more interactive, because that is the one thing that I miss is saying, hey, Bill, hey, Sherry, whatever, yeah. and, and doing that. And so for if, you, if you're wondering why I don't, it's because we've got a pretty dynamic situation here going, and I don't have a whole lot of... I, eyes in in that category so uh that's that's where we're at now Did, are you um speaking of the uk are you paying attention to this wedding or not oh, jamie because no because i have a view of this and people have legitimately kind of corrected me on the view but still i can't necessarily take myself away from it i have zero I, I, interest in the royal family. Zero. And the reason I have zero interest in the royal family is because we, we spent a great deal of time, effort, blood, sweat, musket balls getting away from them. Yes. And, and, and escaping them. And so I don't really... These are relatives of the people who kept us down. Yes, two hundred plus years ago. That's they're all. That's the royal family. They're all people who are related to the people who would have rather hung George Washington than allowed him to persevere through the revolution. They would have hung James Madison. They would have hung Alexander Hamilton. Yes, uh, they would. I mean, uh, they would have hung these guys, and that those people are are, are offspring. Of those people. And the media is obsessed with these people. I mean, they are obsessed with these people. You realize they have absolutely no bearing on our life. Well, and, I, and indeed, we made sure of that. Yes. We, we made a great deal of sacrifices <laughs> to make sure they had no bearing on our life. And now suddenly we're sending news anchors and everybody else over there to cover a wedding of people whose relatives would just as soon preferred us dead and still under, under their, their crown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and, and it's, it's pointed out to me, uh, and, oh. and this I'll t- tell you the other side of this okay. that, that makes me not so jumpy about it, but still I don't really buy it, but I appreciate the sentiment that some people say, yeah, but the British are our allies and they have been very helpful to us in terms of fighting wars and doing that kind of thing. And I get that, but then that's not the royal family. Bingo. I mean, those are British people. And, and believe yes. me, uh, Queen Beatrice, or whatever the hell her name is, those people haven't done, those people weren't helping us at all. I mean, I guess there's some funding of the military from the, I don't even know. What well, the I guess Harry, if I remember right, fought in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I get it. And there are a lot of British soldiers right now over in Afghanistan and in Iraq. I get that. But again, they're not the royal family. No. And, and so I will, I'll celebrate the Brits and all that stuff. 
But the royal family, it just seems kind of antithetical to our, even our American sensibilities, to slobber all over people wearing bubbles and robes and slippers. You know, I just don't, I, and in carriages, and I just don't see it. But, you know. I don't either. I honestly don't think the audience does either. I'm, I'm thinking that too. I, I it, whenever I brought it up, there was always that one person going, "Yeah, but you know, I, the British soldiers," and I, I get all that. But I'm trying to separate you from that idea. Uh, but, but I think to to a certain degree, this love of this kind of opulent pageantry, this statist. Orgy, yes, is is well still steeped in in this country, which is why we have people obsessed with big government. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's we're yeah. not too far off from winding up back into the realm of being governed by a crown, and part of that has to do with, and I'll go on my diatribe really quickly about the federal income tax, but you don't realize how much the federal income tax put us back into the realm of pre-revolution government. And and I only have to hearken you back. I put a couple of books up here, by the way. Kaysen messed with them all. He, kept them, he isn't like Lynn Cheney. So no. he's like, yeah, Lynn Cheney. <laughs> but she wrote a book about James Madison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halliburton. Halliburton. <laughs> what about Halliburton? They love Halliburton. And uh, anyway, so I have actually to his credit, though, uh, Mark Kaysen gave me this Calvin oh. Coolidge book. Okay. And Calvin Coolidge, of course, is my American hero. And in terms of his in terms of being a, a leader in, in, in the political realm, Coolidge pointed this out in 1924. And I've told you this already. So I've, I've told you this story a million times, but I will. But but I'm just giving you. We when we were under the thorn and under the under the thumb of the crown. Uh, the British crown, we were taxed. And we were taxed, in fact, without representation even. And so we were, they had the stamp tax, the tea tax, all that kind of stuff. And they were just taxing and taxing and taxing to the point where really, if you were in the colonies governed by the crown, you essentially were a serf. You were a servant to the crown. That's how the crown treated its citizens. That's what they did, and, and if they, if they, if a, if a, a, a British soldier needed a house or needed some place to stay, and if they better. knocked at all, and and they lived in your, and it was it was quartering the troops, and, and you were it was required that you quarter the troops. So the government saw the crown saw its citizens as basically servants to to the crown. I don't see how that's a whole lot different than obviously we have clear freedoms that, that, that they didn't have then. But I'm not quite sure fundamentally there's a whole lot of difference between that and what we're doing now, whereas Coolidge warned us back in 1924, uh, a full you know, uh, 10 years or so after the Federal Income National Institute, he said there's going to be a day when all you're going to do, you're going to have this gigantic government, and you're going to work a certain portion of your week yep. for the government. Yep. I don't see, and we do now. We do. And, and in fact... Depending on your income or whatever it is, you either work a, a day a week for the government or two days a week or two and a half or maybe even three, for crying out loud, some, some people. And, yeah. and I don't see how that's any different than the pre-revolutionary colonists. 
in terms of the British crown. I don't either. I mean, just to be upfront and honest, I think Kelly told me the other day, I think 35% of our of our income oh, yeah. goes to taxes. Absolutely. That is... I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, if you looked at, which is why I often don't look, um, because the, our accountant always says, uh, you want to see how much you paid in tax? I go, no, nope, I, I don't really either. don't. I'm already, I, I, I do, do I need to be more upset <laughs> yeah. than I already am? Yeah. I mean, because, because seeing the number is going to make me more upset, but I, but, I, but, but I don't need that ammunition to fight what I'm fighting right now because I just don't need to, I don't need to see it. Plus payroll taxes. I, I we have to pay payroll taxes. Those are astronomical. I mean, yeah. it, 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 so so I so I really don't think that we're that far off in terms of how we're living now than how we were living pre-revolution, and 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 I I realize it's a statement, it's a tough taste statement to make in terms of because uh, I, I I'm not suggesting we take up arms <laughs> against the government, uh, but I'm glad that if we wanted to and needed to, we could thanks to the Second Amendment. But I, I do think that we have to be cognizant of, of, of how we're living now. But I also think the reason why that's acceptable to people in America is because they still have that love of the government, the statist attitude, which fleshes yep. itself out every other time there's a royal baby born or a, or a royal marriage well or whatever else. It's like that's why People magazine loves the royal family because they love the royal family as much as they love Obama. And, and, and he Very was, well said. And, and, and some people, they'd love to have a king. And oh, in fact, they treat, yeah. they treat their leaders like kings. Yes. And, and that's not a good thing. Well, because it is so much easier for these people, their lives would be so much easier in their mind if they didn't have to think, if their government would just run their lives. Well, that's why Russia went back essentially to communism uh, because when the Soviet Union broke up and suddenly the Soviet people were like, oh, well, we, kinda, we didn't know anything different and we kind of liked it better when the state just kind of took care of stuff because this capitalism thing is really hard, which is why, mm. and, and, and which is why actually you wind up which is why you talk about Russian hackers and things like that, because there are so few jobs and gainful means of employment right now in Russia that that's all these guys do is, is through kind of some organized crime and everything else. That's why you have the preponderance of Russian hackers, yeah. because these yeah. guys, there's, the young people out there have nothing better to do. Yeah, how do you make money over yeah. there? And that was, it's also like why it was kind of so, uh, that similarly, it was hard, uh, for instance, in Iraq. One of the hardest things about Iraq is that you had, mm. you were dealing with a country where people didn't know anything but Saddam Hussein. And, and, dictatorship. And even though he was a dictator, right. they, it, he was their dictator. Yeah. And we, they were fine with that to a certain degree because that's all they knew. When we went over there and uprooted him and got rid of him, and then tried to liberate Iraq or do whatever we were nation building or whatever. It's hard to build a nation when you have people who don't know 
anything else but being under the thumb of a dictator. And you can't just train them. You no. can't just put you can't just put powdered wigs on them and turn them into George Washingtons. Jamie, it's very hard. It's what you're hitting on is exactly why when most people win the lottery, when most people win the lottery, they go broke because they didn't actually learn to accumulate this wealth. Exactly. It was given to them and liberating people who don't necessarily want to be liberated. It's why I kind of disagreed with that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Not that I didn't support the troops, but I disagreed with the idea that we're going to promote because they don't necessarily want it. Well, look what Obama did in Libya. I yeah, mean, when, when, he, when they took great, out Gaddafi, Gaddafi, you just created a whole yeah. situation where, at least under Gaddafi, Gaddafi, people actually would go and they'd vacation in Tripoli yeah. or do that because you can't even go near the place. It's a hotbed of terrorism. And really, what what you can what you can easily compare it to is, let's say you had a bird that was in a cage its entire life. Now, a bird mm. in a cage its its entire life isn't flying. No, I mean it's flapping its wings maybe and, and going up two inches up to the ceiling of the cage. But they never really. So you could take a doing what we did in Iraq or beyond is like taking a bird out of the mm. cage after it's living there, there for five go. years and say, here, fly. And like... Um, Defend yourself. I have never had Eat. to fly. What are you talking about? Yeah. And so that's that's been the problem. And But but again, uh, that's why there are... I think it's almost human nature to a certain degree. That's why there are a lot of people who would just as soon have their almighty government take care of business for them and they don't have to actually do anything. It's easier. It is easier. It's too bad. The anyway. reward sucks, but it's easier. Yeah. So that's the, the that's a long way to tell you I don't give a rip about the royal family Big or deal. the wedding this weekend. <laughs> I just don't care. Uh, we are going to have better weekends. Yeah. I mean, I think it's – I mean, whenever a baby is born, I appreciate that and love that regardless yes. of who it happens to be. So I'm not talking about the royal babies. No. I'm talking about these weddings and all that kind of stuff. So I'll leave that for People Magazine and other people. Some people would be like – They'll be. They'll have parties and they'll watch it overnight. Oh, yeah. It's like Jim Acosta will be a mere fifty feet away. Remember the days when <laughs> troops were quartered in our homes. <laughs> Remember the days of the stamp tax. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, another uh, well, two weeks. Awesome. Two weeks, man. Awesome. And, and last night was so much fun. Yes. And we're going to do that again. If we determine whether we, we – I don't think we could we do that once a week. We were going to do happy hours once a week. But after a while, I think people are going, I can't you – know. so we might, we're going to try to do a, a more regular because we really had a good time. I loved it when I was in the studio uh, giving people tours or whatever. Yeah. And I'd look out there and we'd see all of our listeners hanging out with each other. And talking to each other, and and some of them have known each other. Some of them were just being friends or doing ever awesome. new friends. So it was really cool to see that community. So we're going to definitely, because I think people do enjoy being together and hanging out. So we're going to definitely make sure that happens. And don't forget, on the 8th and 9th of June, I still have to make arrangements for Doug yes. to get up here. Uh, 8th and 9th of June is when, when we're going to do the Doug Giles book signing here. And then the ninth is when we're going to do the uh, do the barbecue and everything else. We still are yep. looking for a, a venue for that. So a perfect you, venue, a perfect venue. So if you have any ideas or you actually have one, a venue, then um, be sure to let us know. But otherwise, man, awesome. 
Good work, buddy. Amazing week. Have a very happy weekend. And when I met your parents last night, I said, thank you for having Ryan. (laughs) Thank you for choosing life in the form of Ryan. (laughs) I appreciate it, too. Absolutely. Now, don't sleep in your car this weekend. (laughs) That's so funny. I mean, it really was crazy. But listen to that story about 620 this morning. I told it. It's one of those stories you really tell once, and that's it. Have a good weekend, everybody, and thanks for your support of Radio Free Almond. Love you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, JB. 